Hello mech fans and welcome to the Valhalla Club. Grab a fusionaire and join us as we talk Battletech and the latest happenings around the Colorado Battletech community. Good evening and welcome to the Valhalla Club, the number one spot to discuss Colorado Battletech. Tonight I am joined by Matthew, <laughs> Big Dad, Energy, Northman, Benjamin, Uphill both ways, bourbon. Damn right. And Michael, don't be that guy, the Viking. And I'm our guest host tonight is Rick. Get to the chopper, danger. <laughs> uh, you guys finally, are back. Your, <laughs> finally, I'm your bartender, John the Caveman. Strap into your command couch. Override that reactor safety switch right now, and we are going to dive into some good Battletech content. Damn, so close, but good enough. Almost had it. All right, that was that incredible. For you, want me to, to clip it back, Mike? I'm, that was good. I, I mean, I don't even know who I this my John is. You could do it again. <laughs> I'm pumped. I'm tired. Um, you know, jet lag. It. Yeah. All right. So, as is our usual, we're going to start off by talking about our hobby progress, uh, piles of shame, and games played over the last month. Let's start it off with the silver-haired fox, Benjamin. Um, hobby progress this month. I started playing with magnets a little bit, so I've been doing a lot of drilling and like trying to figure out the whole magnetizing of a VTOL kind of thing. I try so, to do as much drilling as I can in a month. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I get there too eventually. But um, I did get a game in with Max Legaro up at Westminster. Legaro, look. Max, yeah, the Max, yeah, testing the uh, the pirate scenario he wrote. Up? Yeah, yeah, that uh, was pretty good. Um, I know he we gave him some good feedback, me and John, and then uh, he was going to go back and tweak it a little bit. I think he ran it again Friday, but I wasn't able to get out there Friday. And then I've just been working on some writing stuff I'm doing for Catalyst, trying to get it done before tomorrow. So that's my hobby progress. Nice. How about you, Mike? Uh, I actually have a little bit to report on for the first time yeah, that's in months. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, it's not a lot, but uh, so we had that uh, Trials of Blood Rite down in Pueblo, and I mean, oh, yeah. we'll talk about that when we cover games played. But um, I put together it was set in the Oak Clan era, um, so I took a Clan Wolf Dominator. Because I had it in a blister for months, and I was like, "What I'm going to take to this, you know, this event?" And I'm looking through the MUL, and I'm like, trying to decide what I want. And then I see Dominator, and I'm like, "Oh snap! That's right, I got one of those." Uh, so I glued it together, put it together, painted it up to about an 80% solution, and it has remained at that point. But I, I put together a metal mini, and I got to an 80% on a Dominator, and it looks dope. Um, what paint scheme did I go with? I think it was a uh, gamma gamma galaxy wolf. I think that's right. What's what? What is their scheme? Um, it's so I was, and I ended up asking this question in the Wolfnet um, chat because it occurred to me that okay, so we all know the uh, the Star League, right? They had their paint scheme, and it was what OD green for like. Pretty much all of them, and, and that's that makes sense, right? But um, 
and then you look at all the clan wolf schemes and there's a myriad of schemes so that was like what in the hell does a star league clan wolf paint scheme look like and we don't know because we have no knowledge from clan wolf at all from terra uh books are now reaching oh, like point. 3152 and we still don't know shit <laughs> about what the hell is happening on terra um so then so i was kind of like okay well if it were me I, like because we know alaric's like all about symbols this that and the other i was like so he's probably try to incorporate some form of a star league scheme while like blending that with some wolf stuff so i'm looking through i was looking through unit color compendium and i think it i think it was gamma galaxy um and the their paint scheme has a oh crap let me hold on let me pull it up i'm just looking at it now in the uh, podcast paint channel it looks really good man yeah i just went there and i'm scrolling up um but yeah so it's a like an od green on the top and it fades to a you know flat earth brown on the bottom um and so I was like, that that makes like you. So you got like a wolf brown on the bottom and Odie green on top. And I was like, that that seems like a good marry between Star League and Wolf. So I went with Gamma Galaxy. Um, that's cool, man. But that's that's my very small amount of hobby progress. But I have something to report. So yay me. Yeah. We're, oh, that yeah, that is the thing. That, yes. Congrats, Mike. That was fantastic. We need to get you signed up for more events so that you can panic paint more things. I do that very, very efficiently. Yeah. <laughs> what Ben? What'd you tell me the night before when I was ch- texting you? <laughs> I oh, you said you're you're the king of last minute painting. Oh <laughs> yeah, and I was like, that's it's it's who I am. Painting in a hotel room <laughs> at Vegas with an airbrush set up. Um, last minute, man, I saw me. How I, uh, how minor does the event have to be? Because <laughs> I, I can just get you to sign up for like a Monday night. <laughs> i i'm anticipating my my workload slash stress level to drastically decrease once we get back from ntc at the end of september um because that's when i go into like out process mode Uh, i'll have less than a year left on active and that's when i'm like going to be doing all my syphil tap and trying to get a csp oh, and all that all this stuff it'd, so it'd be even less useful than normal i'll be i'll be checking out slowly yeah. we'll see who knows I, it's hard for me now. to check out but yeah uh while we got you here rick what have you been up to um well we were doing the dip the tips after the paint episode painting episode that you guys did with me mm-hmm. um so i've been painting hovercraft during those uh Progress has been slowed due to like just trying to juggle babies while uh, painting stuff. So I got my new kid, and he's plural. You have a, a yeah, well, one? just the one, but he makes oh, it okay. sound like there's more. Um, yeah. But he's like crawling around now, so he's like trying to pull over my uh, painting lights, and I can't really airbrush things around him. But um, yeah. yeah, really, that's all the all the painting I've gotten done. But uh, I was on on leave for the past two weeks down in Florida and then up to see the in-laws in uh, Illinois. So I got uh, quite a bit of reading done. I got through first two books of the um, Blood of Kerensky trilogy. It's uh, interesting reading those again after I think the last time I read them was probably 
15 years ago and uh, actually comprehending the whole story going on and catching things a lot more. Fun. Love them. Yeah. I'm, yep. I'm sorry. Uh, yep. Oh, I just said I love them. I Matt, love that series. That's all. Is that yeah. the Aiden Pride one? No, Aiden Pride is Jade Phoenix trilogy. This is the Phelan Kel uh, Kai. Yep. I Allard Liao. Yeah. Is it oh, so? I've no. always I know pronunciations. <laughs> I've always said Liao. Is it Lao or Liao? Yeah, yeah. I Who cares? Liao, but yeah, right. I don't know. I I will say the first half of the second book was just like a. Uh, it, it was weird watching Kai and Victor being like super badasses in the first book, and then going to Wolf Dragoon's boot camp and just being like. Yeah, that High one. Kids and thirteen-year-olds slow burn. Yeah. That uh, exactly. that first half of the second book, and then that just kind of catapults into the rest. But still, love it. Yep. Yeah, sure. I really like the the Phelan Ward bits. There are times that I feel like all of BattleTech uh, fiction revolves around the dragoons. Because, um, like, even like looking up uh, unit history, it's like, oh, these are dragoons, and the dragoons trained them, and then they beat them, and you're like, oh, okay, dragoons. Uh, kind of like Star Wars became the Skywalker saga, they could just name this the Dragoon saga. Um, close enough. Inaccurate. But uh, that's awesome, man. Yes, and kudos to you for running Dip to Tip Wednesday, which has oh. actually gotten me to paint way more than I used to. Yeah, speaking of that, uh, we ran a poll, and it looks like people in the Colorado Discord want Thursdays, and the people in the Valhalla Club Discord want Wednesdays. So maybe we'll just do both. <laughs> what do you guys think? Why, why not both? Yeah, why not both? All right, yeah, why not both? I think we should get like um, a web camera too, so then like we can actually watch if like someone wants to hop in and see someone actually painting. Yeah, but I don't know yeah. how to do that because I'm a caveman. So I know when Dave joins, he has his camera going. Uh, yeah, but it's usually screen caps of uh, him playing War video games. Yeah. Oh yeah! yeah. Last time he he joined in, but was playing War Thunder the whole time. <laughs> like, it was like two weeks in a row he did that trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only but time he ever was like the first. Week. Give uh, Dave credit; he did paint a really nice Peacock Warhammer. Oh, oh I saw yeah. That. yeah, Warhammer. Yeah, and I wanted to give a shout out to him for hobby time, even though he's not here. Uh, and he doesn't cool. do it during hobby. And time. the inspiration came from Zimmer. Zimmer on Zimmer? the podcast. Yes. Zimmer. Zimmer. Yeah. 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 Um, great. And then I think that just leaves you, Matt. Yeah. It's been a little bit difficult with being in the move of, or being in the middle of like a month long move from one place to another. But, uh, I have with many, many drives back and forth with a, with a moving truck. Uh, I have listened to so many podcast episodes. (laughs) I listened to like most, most of the, uh, on the origins (laughs) over again. And a lot of the Wolfnet ones and all of the new ones coming out from, uh, bungle tech and from, Oh, from all the podcasts. I feel like I've listened to everything. So, and it's been really fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's basically all I've done through my drives is just listen to podcast episodes. So that it's all, it's all in here. Matt has consumed I, all the I content. Consumed it all, and I cannot reproduce it. So there you go. <laughs> nice. What about yeah. you, John? Um, uh, I've been doing some painting on the on the Wednesdays. Uh, I've been steadily working away at a battalion of uh, Avalon Hussars in like a two tone blue. Um, 
and then I'm going to be arranging some trades of locals and I want to put together a Novacat binary just for poops and giggles because uh, I want to have a little fun with that. And I also think that I'm going to start commission painting again because I want more varied uh, paint schemes. And I like painting. It's kind of like my stress relief in the evening. So if I can do that and have it fund my other hobbies, that'd be really cool. And I haven't done commissions for a couple of years. So, you know, I'll probably do it again for another year or two and then take a break. You know, you don't want your hobby to become, you know, feel like a chore, but it's fun. Um, but, uh, and while we're talking about other um, podcasts that Matt brought up, I also want to give a shout out to Mike's efforts to put together a really cool resource um, for all of the podcasts that we host here on our Discord, uh, including ourselves of Mech and Men, Bungle Tech, um, The Origins of Battletech, Mercenary Star, uh, and Jesty's MRC content. Um, they're I will all... say that actually was not my idea. Uh, so the one note that is shared on the uh on the server that was actually built and put together by nate from bungle tech um it was it was his brainchild um and then it turned into because it it started in the in their in their booth uh channel on the server um seeing if like everyone was interested and then so he started a private chat and then apparently private chats can only have a maximum of 10 members. So when I tried to add all of you guys, it was like, we're at our limit. So I was like, all right, screw this. And I created the 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 private <laughs> content creator channel um, and added everybody in it. And so now everybody's got access to it. Um, but yeah, um, it's a, it's a yes, one note. So then shut up. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a one note. Um, that all of the content, cre- Battletech content creators, um, or at least the majority of, not everyone has like signed on yet, or necessarily even need it per se, because um, they've got their own own things already set in stone. But it's a it's a one note that a majority of the content creators can put stuff in. There's a tab for. Uh, Bungle Tech, Mercenary Star of Mechs and Men on the Origins and the Valhalla Club so far. Um, so far, the the majority of folks have just like the contact info tab. Um, I just put in all of our drinks of the month on there. Um, and then like Bungle Tech has a lot of their custom mission sets and scenarios and stuff in there. But yeah, this was, this was Nate's brainchild and... Uh, It'll be good to see uh, where it goes. It's nice to have a one-stop shop for all of our stuff instead of needing 40 different resources to get all the things. It's just all in one location. So that's that's where it came from, but yeah. Yeah, so shout out to you two, uh, Mike and Nate. Nate for putting it together, and then Mike for spreading the word. Hopefully our listeners and uh, other podcast listeners can use it. Um, and it'll be a good source of knowledge going forward. I think Nate already has some cool uh, scenarios in there. Um, they're probably the most filled out. And then ours, it's looking like it's going to be uh, Drink of the Month recipes will be our first entries. So good luck with those. Uh, they might sink your stomach like a submarine. Yeah, um, and I already put episode this episode's Drink of the Month on there. Um, we'll, get, we'll get there. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh, 
uh, I'll eventually put the rest of our event documents in there um, that we've had over the past year or so here in Colorado from the Battle for Black Earth um, and whatever else is in the documents channel. <laughs> well, that was a great month of hobby progress for the Valhalla Club. It's one of the few ones where we actually all painted. Um, this episode tonight, episode 11, we'll be covering a few different topics. Our main topic will be covering Solaris 7, um, both thematically and in the lore, and then also game-wise, because here in Colorado, we're going to start up a Solaris 7 league. Um, and that's in the works um, with a couple different people tinkering with it. It's very exciting. Uh, after that, we will have a deep dive on the Ryukin Yan, um, one of the Draconis Combine sneaky, sneaky regiments. And then uh, we will cover some past gaming, the big one being the Trials of Blood Rite that occurred in Pueblo uh, at Game Nights. Um, then, of course, Drink of the Month will be led by Bourbon. And then we'll have our shout-outs for upcoming events and shout-outs for outstanding individuals in the community. Um, that being said, uh, let's dive into Solaris 7. Michael, what is Solaris 7? So Solaris 7 is uh, commonly known as the Game World. Uh, it is located in Lyran Space. Um, think gladiator-style combat just in mechs, because that's 100% exactly what it is. Um, it's a big gambling scene. Um, as any gladiator combat one-on-one -on -one bout UFC-style fight should be. Um, and that's, that's basically, uh, what it is. Um, there, you know, it'll range from, so they're, they generally array in, um, in weight classes. You've got your, your light, medium, heavy assault weight classes, and then an open class, which is open to all the weight classes. Uh, there is one, technically class one is exoskeleton, but, um, we're here for battle mechs, so we're here for classes two through six, <laughs> um, because no one cares about an exoskeleton. That's not what we're here for. Uh, but yeah, so each in Solaris City, there's like five, like five main areas. Um, each kind of was it like owned or themed? I think they're called autonomous zones, aren't they? Where that would make sense. Each of the factions can kind of have their own little thing going on. Yeah, each each of the five houses. Yeah. Um, let's see. You've got where are the city names? Because you've you've got Silesia. Well, yeah. Slayer City is a central piece, and then you've got like the five great house areas around it. Right. So Silesia is. The Sounds Steiner. Good. That's got to be Lyran. Yep. Yeah. So Silesia is the Lyran uh, zone. Uh, Silesia is where Thor's Shield Hall is located, uh, which holds the Valhalla Club. Um, where are the other you area the Black names? Hills. That's Davian. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> I'm helping you out, buddy. <laughs> lifeline! Lifeline! 
Why have an old lore expert on your show if you're not going to use them? <laughs> right? I was just going to let you struggle for a little while. <laughs> That's how you get stronger. <laughs> it's true. So the Black Hills uh, is the Davian area uh, that's known for, you know... Tea and uh, Crumpets. Tea and Crumpets, yeah. They've also got the Pelican Club there, which we'll cover later for a reason. Ooh, uh, starting to come together. <laughs> All coming together. What else you got, Mike? Montenegro. Uh-oh. There you go. You got Montenegro, which is the... World's League. I'm guessing, it... by the way. Yes. Hey. <laughs> we somewhat planned for this. <laughs> I just, I have a lot of tabs open, like because so I've, <laughs> I've got tabs for each of the arenas in each section. Um, wow. Okay, here we go. So, all right, where's it at? Where's it at? So in Silesia, right? You have oh, the. Yep, we're going back just a little bit. In Silesia, you have the arena of the Steiner Coliseum. All right. In the Black Hills, which is the Davian section, you have the arena called the Boreal Reach. Uh, let's see. Mm, we have this, a maneuver called something like that in the Navy, balls reaching. Uh, I'm sure you do. Yep. There's <laughs> Montenegro, which is the governed by House Merrick. Uh, so that zone is the Merrick section. Uh, their arena is the infamous factory. So the factory is located in Montenegro. And then in uh, the Kobe, 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 Kobe sector of Solaris City, it is the um, Draconis Combine Welcome to zone. City. Right? Their <laughs> arena. but i thought it was funny their Um, arena is ishiyama which is japanese for the iron mountain um and then in cathay the uh the sector cathay is the capellan uh sector of solaris and they have the jungle uh so that is the five zones and the five primary arenas on Solaris 7. I just want to say that if I was in the Battletech universe, my assumption would be that the Steiners would have the best stadium. I'm imagining like uh, accordions kind of and like people in those like funny little green shorts and suspenders. Like a beer yeah. garden in the, like, in the middle of it that you can't. Mm-hmm, exactly. Anyone who yeah. destroys I mean, a, like, a beer is like disqualified or something. I mean, the Coliseum yeah. is pretty epic, though. I mean, it's got movable yeah. walls that pop up on you in the middle of the fighting and stuff. You know, it's yeah. Yeah. legit. Robots destroy each other, and then there's just a well-endowed blonde woman going, Wiener Schnitzel, Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's got to be the best. You can't Maybe in the stands. Uh, <laughs> there's a little short guy over there in Lederhosen. It's like, I know a little German. He went to Brazen. <laughs> but, um, so, I mean, so my introduction to Solaris 7 was in MechWarrior 4 Mercenaries. And I think that's where a large number of people that have been, that were especially growing up, in the, so they probably had their, their early teen years, maybe, uh, in the early 2000s when MechWarrior 4 came out, and then MechWarrior 4 Mercs. Um, the Solaris battles, 
I would spend all my time in MechWarrior 4 Mercenaries at Solaris, and I would do all of the available um, matches until I couldn't do any more, and then I would finally go somewhere else and do a couple missions just to come back to Solaris and keep fighting in in the weight classes and the open class. Uh, uh, in the game, the my two I think my yeah, my two favorite arenas there was the Steiner Coliseum and the Factory. Um, God forbid if you didn't have jump jets and couldn't jump over the lava section that was in <laughs> in the factory. Um, but yeah, I like lava. It's like Bowser's factory sounding like. Yeah, but heat's a thing um, in battle mechs. Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure if you're aware. I play Alpha Strike, so I'm not. Actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, um, you're aware that it's a living alpha strike. Maybe you could pass yeah. another <laughs> But uh, so I think that's where the majority of folks that were g- gaming in the early 2000s had their first real introduction to Solaris, and that's when we all fell in love with Solaris and Duncan Fisher um, and all of that goodness. Uh, and I've always loved the allure of uh, Solaris. When I first started reading the uh, the novels a few couple years ago, and I got to the Warrior trilogy, and they ended up in Solaris, I was so hype. Uh, and then for just reading, I couldn't put the book down. Reading through the Solaris matches in the Warrior trilogy, I w- I was just hype, man. Uh, but yeah, Solaris Seven, it's a gaming world, gladiator, UFC, and mechs type thing ish. So yeah, that is the background. Unless Ben has anything else to add <laughs> of Solaris Seven. <laughs> I mean, did you know that Anchorage is a city in Solaris? On Solaris, Ooh. I didn't, but I love Solaris even more now because Anchorage yeah. is dope. It's uh, in Greyland. It's a good name for Alaska, Greyland. Or actually, it's on Equitus, which <laughs> is uh, the other like continent on Solaris. I think Ben has access to like the <laughs> author's wiki. Man, ben has access Sarna, to quite a few resources. I'm just on but... Sarna looking at shit. <laughs> yeah, the writer's wiki. That's how I spend my day. <laughs> and not every, not every Duncan fight. Fisher? Uh, Duncan, Fisher Duncan Fisher is the um, the announcer for Solaris 7, voiced by George Ledoux. So George Ledoux or George Ledoux? Ledoux. George Ledoux. Ledoux. Um, so I'll just say George Ledoux um, first of all he's got an amazing voice uh, and it's never it, ugh, it never gets old When I, I'll go on YouTube and just pull up like his bloopers that he re- that was recorded for the MechWarrior 4 Mercenaries and they're hilarious uh, they're on YouTube you can find them but um so he's he's the announcer for Solaire 7 matches um and they brought him back oh, for. I like that. Yeah, when when MechWarrior Online attempted their Solaris Seven bit, they brought him back, um, and so he's got recordings in there as the announcer. Uh, MechWarrior Online didn't do Solaris Seven right, so it flopped. Um, uh, yeah. But that's neither here nor there. But that's who um, Duncan Fisher is. And there's so not every so so matches are coordinated by you know the super billionaire people or the stables that are on 
Solaris 7 or challenges between individual uh, mech jocks, um, as they're commonly referred to. Uh, and you can have, you can go, so like even here on, on Sarna where it says uh, weapons dead, so you could have a match where all of your weapons are offline and you're only using melee combat. And ammunition bins might not be empty, which could still cause crowd-pleasing effects during the battle. Um, So not every Solaris battle has to be like a ranged fight. You could absolutely turn it into uh, melee combat. And that's one of the things I love about Solaris 7 is because anything and everything can happen. It's up for grabs. It's wild, man. Solaris 7's dope. Sounds like some fun. <laughs> John's going to the bathroom, I guess. I don't know. Oh, no, I got distracted by Duncan Fisher. Uh, <laughs> Reading on Sarna? Up... No, no. It re- his voice reminded me of a program that was on like NPR back in like the day. And they'd like tell you, like it'd be like a story, like a radio fiction. And then I figured out it was This American Life. Yeah. Have you guys ever listened to those ones? They, oh, oh yeah. my god! Yep. I used to laugh so hard as a kid listening to those. Um, <laughs> but anyways, completely derailed. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh man, I've never never gone from from Duncan Fisher to This American Life. That's a pretty far fetch. Uh, little stretch there. Yeah, that's that's wild. I'm here for you. Um, you did great, Mike. Um, I don't know, uh, Ben. I bet you're itching to jump in here with some lore. Do you like Solaris? Are you are you a gladiator type guy? Yeah, man, I'm I'm a big fan of it. I mean, kind of like Mike, you know, I cut my teeth on it with the uh, the Warrior trilogy and stuff like that. When it came out, I was I was a big fan of that. I mean, just reading about you know Justin Allard and you know or Justin Liao at the time and uh, him and Gray Noten and you know the whole behind the scenes type stuff. You know, it it, it really reminded me of, like WWF type stuff. You know. I mean, it's it's all flash and glitz and, you know, lots of shit talking and trash talking and people going out and getting screwed up. And, you know, and then they they actually had a Solaris 7 box set that came out back in the, you know, early 90s, I think. 94? Yeah. Yeah. Early 90s. And uh, that was pretty badass because you had maps for all of the different uh, arenas that you could play on. So it was it was pretty legit. Um, so it was pretty cool. And I guess we're going to talk about that other thing that came out lately about it too. Yeah. I heard there's a, another box that came out dealing with that new I box set. Say what you degenerates in Colorado Springs bought them all out of already. Oh no, maybe. No. That's why, yeah. That's why I bought mine in uh middle of nowhere, Illinois. <laughs> I, I only bought one can confirm other folks bought more than one Two. In their defense, Target did have a sale going on. Buy two, get one for games. Yep, yep. Um, and I mean that one more Centurions and Riflemen. Well, yeah, like, I know, like, <laughs> yeah, I know, like uh, Seth White Fox. Uh, he like he mentioned he grabbed two boxes, and then his free box was a D and D box. Um, and so I know not everyone bought three, you know, Essentials boxes because that's that's what it's called. It's the uh, uh, Battletech Essentials box. It's sold at Target. Um, it's what, 20, 25 bucks? 25, and then you get a $20 discount for the Catalyst yep. store inside. There's, there's a code in there for $20 off the uh, Catalyst store. 
essentially making that box five bucks. Uh, and for the two Solaris-specific uh, mechs in that box, their Quick Solaris, uh, I'm going to call it a supplement, because it's a one-pager one front and back with the Solaris rules, the uh, Solaris map, new Solaris map, and then uh, essentially just the Quick Start rules uh, is the only other thing left. But um, yeah, that's definitely worth essentially five five bucks you know um so take that twenty dollar coupon go buy you a t-shirt or uh a rule book or whatever more mechs you, more mechs go go do yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely buy more yeah. don't paint them that's the key that's we can't have a pile of shame segment if there's not a pile of shame you know what i mean right. yeah. there's but, a guy um, on the uh colorado battle tech discord yeah. named devin i think he's up in fort collins at least that's what he said he got his second box or something uh he's putting it together to give to charity i'm not sure uh he's got like some foundation that he's gonna donate it to he's just gonna laminate the maps uh i was i said we should probably organize someone to paint the mechs and uh send them out with painted mechs already if it's going yeah, to it's going to good. some like kids club that like plays games or something yeah, something about college students getting with uh, like kids, kids who need a mentor kids, or something. Kids who need help, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so he's donating it to that. If somebody wants to powered, powered by partners. There we go. Um, so yeah, he's donating a box to a good cause. Um, so shout out to you, brother, for someone doing that. <laughs> Foco wanted to paint some mechs. Uh, know someone who would enjoy it. Yeah, giving back to the community. I love it. That's how you build community. This is the best community, hands mm-hmm. down. Um, but yeah, so that's the rough down, the rundown of the uh, the essentials box, um, which is kind of what gave me like the new light bulb um, to try and do some more Solaris uh, themed things here in Colorado. Yeah, so uh, we know uh, Solaris is a little different than the usual classic Battletech. What are the differences and uh, why would people want to play this thing? We're talking about the Mike's big idea or no, Solaris? No, just, just Solaris rules themselves. You know, what's... So what came in the Essentials box, um, it's, pretty, it's pretty straightforward. It's just standard, you know, classic Battletech the the map in there is it's a, one side's kind of like a grasslands with a uh, hard packed gravel yeah. or whatever it is uh but the other side is an arena and if you've read the warrior trilogy you'll know that the arenas some of them have walls that come up and go down so the arena is constantly changing um, and that's exactly what is happening on this arena map that's included in the Essentials box. And in there, they also have uh, stables. They've got five stables. Now, in the lore, there's more than five stables, way more. Uh, but for the Essentials box, they've got five stables. Each one is aligned to a specific house, and each one gets specific uh bonuses based on whatever conditions um for instance uh, i don't have the supplement in front of me right now it's in the I'm, garage i'm looking at it right now so there's oh. you're talking about the five stables for the yeah five houses? take it yeah. away rick 
So Bromley Stables, they're uh, from the Free Worlds League, which is House Merrick. Twice per game, a player basically grant yourself a plus one initiative bonus, and you have to declare it before your roll dies. So it could help you, and it could be worthless, but um, you don't get to see that you lost by or, or, or tied or something, and then say, get a plus one. Uh, Overlord Stables, Lyran Commonwealth. Uh, they like to shoot at short range. They get a minus one to hit at short range, but a plus one to hit at long range. So typical Lyrans trying to get up close and personal. Uh, Silver Dragon Stables are, of course, the Draconis Combine. It's very, uh, very like Western-looking dragon. It's not a very Asian-looking dragon on their their stable. Uh, it's like a King Arthur dragon. But they um, adept at using terrain as cover, imposing an additional plus one to hit modifier for any attack. Like uh, sneaky ninjas, not samurai. I don't know if that. I like how that. Uh, it's not very thematic to. The Dragons train. are known to be very stealthy, right? That's true. That's true. Yeah. Cast invisibility. Uh, Starlight Stables is House Davian. Uh, any weapon attack against a Starlight mech suffers a plus one to hit if the mech expended more than three MP that turn. That seems really good. It's just like plus yeah. one TMM. Yeah. If you do more than... Yeah. A walk. And it's just expend three MP, right? That doesn't even mean... Like, you expend an MP just a turn. Yeah, right? Dave and I did a practice run of his Golden Irby rule set, which we'll get to a little bit later. But um, we used the stables in the um, in the essentials box, and that was one comment I had. I was like, expend 3 MP, so if I just turn, turn around... place three times. Yeah. yeah. I was like, it should be three hexes moved, not yeah. 3 MP, but I didn't write it. Uh, but right. yeah. The last one, uh, Tandrick Stables, House Lao, Liao. Uh, receive a minus one to hit for weapon attacks made at range of four hexes or less. However, they prefer shorter, faster battles. If the scenario lasts more than six turns, they receive a minus one to, to their initiative roll each turn thereafter, starting on turn seven. So, so basically, these are like, um, they just gave us more SPAs. Yeah, this, yeah they're like stable-specific SPAs. Okay. Anyone from that state. So if you're doing more than like one character, mm. I guess they could all get them. I don't know. It, honestly, they're all kind of okay. And then the Davian one is just amazing. <laughs> the Davian one was good. We played two rounds yesterday. Uh, I had the, I think it was the, the Capellan one, where you get the uh, minus one for, what was it, short range? At four hexes or less, so it doesn't really four, matter yeah. what your range bracket is. Just yeah, and then once you hit turn six, you get the minus one to your initiative. So I had that one for our first game played, and then I had the Davian one uh, for three MP spent, uh, and I had a I had a really fast uh, medium mech. I used yeah. a Daedalus three C um, or C three, one or the other, um, and I knocked out an Orion with it. <laughs> Because oh, did you say you like hit shot him in the face a couple times? Uh, I unleashed an SRM barrage, and two of them hit the cockpit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he passed the first consciousness check on a three up, and then the second consciousness check is a five up, and he rolled a four. Man. So he Sounds fell like down, nice. and then got fall damage, and then he critted his own like leg, and then he was still passed out. So I moved around and did a. F- 
a ton more damage the next turn, and then he still failed his wake up roll. And, <laughs> Just slipped uh, through his own death. And and the rules he's got if if you're knocked out for two turns, you ought to lose. Um, so, a uh, forty five ton Daedalus took out a seventy seventy or seventy five. I think it's seventy. 70 ton Orion and the crowd roared um, in appreciation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was a well, good game. It was a compelling crowd so they had the roar. <laughs> yeah. So and uh, we did it on the maps that was provided in the essential box and both matches we we completed two matches in 2 hours. So essentially an hour oh. apiece. Uh, so that's that's pretty good for classic. So I, I'm ass- that's really fast. I'm assuming because this is an essentials box, these are kind of like trimmed down uh, Solaris Seven rules. Um, maybe Ben, if you know kind of more of the complete Solaris Seven rule set, what are some things that maybe are included that aren't just you get these kind of SPA things for being part um, of the I, little, I little don't have the essentials homies. box. Um, I go off of the memory of my old Solaris 7 box, which it kind of changed the turns a little bit. I was going to say, I just learned about this in the Discord today. There was like dueling rules or something. Yeah, it, it kind of, because you know, a normal CBT turn is what, like 10 seconds or whatever? Um, yeah, something like that. So the, the Solaris 7 kind of sl- broke that up into five second turns where you could move one turn and shoot the next turn uh, or you could like load ammo and charge a pvc in a turn it was very like even more granular than than regular battletech or you know regular total warfare is now so um so it, i can't remember off the top of my head i don't yeah R- randy me, was kind of explaining that a little bit i don't have the og solaire 7 box set I know Josh was saying he used to have it. I don't know if he still has it. He brought up the dueling rules, but Randy mentioned that essentially, like, yeah, like you said, Ben, it's essentially halftime. Um, I think it was, or as like the way he put it, was a, one round of Classic was 15 seconds, and then Solaris was seven, so still halved, essentially. And then, yeah, so one round was you could shoot, and then shoot and move next round was move and either reload or recharge this and the other so you you get a little bit more maneuvering and a little bit less shooting it kind of um, sounded like it like it depended on the weapon system too maybe that like auto cannon like an ac10 had to reload but maybe an ac2 could just keep firing i don't know yeah. that was just how and like probably like your your lasers could probably fire every turn but your ppc needs to recharge i think I, we're all speculating though <laughs> absolutely 100 percent. because i've never se- i've never read these rules this before set all together like yeah it's <laughs> yeah, awesome catalyst print it <laughs> make it happen man that's what a rod is for yeah yeah i just pulled up the found my one book i'm looking for i got the player's guide from the original one because I think the more developed rule set, at least the one that I know Randy's played um, there in Longmont, it, it you're not there just to destroy things. You're there to get kind of claim and fame and do cool stuff and, and win while kind of winning the crowd over. And that's how you really get the money to kind of purchase new things and stuff. So is that yeah, included and, in the Essentials And that is box? the way of Solaris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the Essentials box, no. Okay. Uh, there's there's no money and fame, this, that, and the other. It's It's very... It's very beginner box style Solaris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically I'm looking at it right now. It's basically in the in the box you have a map sheet, 
some cardboard tokens with a little bit of terrain, some extra mechs, uh, stand like cardboard standees. Um, the quick start rules, which look like they're pretty much out of any other beginner box. And then a one-pager front and back of Slayer 7 rules. Um, one page is the map arena map rules, and the other page is the stables that I just read. So it's not. It looks like it's a beginner box with yeah. a Solaire Seven brand. It's not really full Solaire Seven rules. So I wonder if they have. You know, it sounds like this is another like we draw you in to the universe, we draw you into the game system, and then there should be more depth into something. I wonder if Ben, maybe you know, if they're kind of developing another kind of more full uh, rule set for Solaire Seven. Uh, uh, rather than no just clue, man. I don't know. I mean, no clue. Yeah. It's. I know the original one was more. It was. It was definitely had the the mech combat in it, but it was more geared towards like the mech warrior RPG type stuff. Um, so I mean, you could do mech combat with it, and then they also had a supplement to it called the Reaches, mm. which came with its own set of maps and a bunch of like extra mechs and stuff like that, like the Sasquatch, the Copperhead, and the Werewolf. And a bunch of like Mech Warrior 2 RPG archetypes and stuff like that. So um, it's definitely geared towards the RPG side, I think, a little bit more. So I don't know what we'll see with this new, if there's going to be any more supplements for it or, or whatnot. I would say this box, uh, you, if you're looking for a Solaris 7 book of rules, this is not it. It is a great beginner box, though. It's got yeah. two mechs, the half record sheets the $20 discount code for the website. And uh, it looks like a new fiction called Spanner in the Works by Mike Stackpole. So I don't oh, know if that's that was a great little story. Yeah. I haven't read it yet, but it looks, looks cool. Well, when I was Googling just stuff about Slayer seven, I ran across, like you were saying, Ben, kind of a supplement to one of the, the mech warrior RPGs. Everyone needs to Google mech warriors guide to Solaris seven. And just look oh, at the yeah, front cover. The front cover. Yeah. Is that's amazing. another good supplement so, to it. I mean, up. that's, yeah. you know, really the MechWarriors Guide to Slayer 7 is one of those kind of core supplements for, you know, a lot of the different little, uh, uh shit. What do you call them? Little, little uh, acorns or, uh, whatnot, you know, it's nuggets of, of little shit like that, you know. I mean, even the original Solaris book has got, you know, each chapter is devoted to one of the sections like Cathay or Black Hills or Montenegro or whatnot. And, you know, it breaks down like hospitals and what mech repair facilities are around and in those facilities and stuff. And I mean, hotels, entertainment, tourist services, you know, shit like that. So yeah. it's got a lot of very mech warrior RPG stuff in it, you know. Yeah, it definitely seems to play yeah, to you that. You weren't kidding. The, the cover art on that book. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, holy shit. Right, I'm going to have to look this it up is, now. The dude, the, that is, oh, man. That is wild. The guy's playing the holographic one. That is the best part. Oh, man, it's sweet. The Davian dude just looks drunk <laughs> as shit. <laughs> the Merrick dude's about, eyes about to pop out of his head. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh, I like this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know this is not a visual podcast, but I wish you all could, you know. Where's the high right 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 That's why we described it. It's like, uh, look at the cover of MechWarrior's Guide to the Clans. That's another good one in the same theme. Googling now. Googling now. 
Well, at least it wasn't me that got sidetracked this time. Anyhow, back to Solaris. Oh my. Told you. This uh this diamond shark guy's trying to sell hard gel and his other guys aren't sure if they're supposed to ingest it like through snorting or through needles or or what. This is like a medieval uh uh, this is something special. Wow. What was the first one called? The uh, Mech Warrior's Guide to Solaris 7. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the clan one. I know. I see the jar of hard gel. <laughs> what the fuck? Just put what that on this? some peanut butter and jelly. Oh what is this shit? Hard gel. Come get it. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> I can't right now, dude. What is happening? Like someone's like holding someone else's belt in the background. I don't get it. what is going. On. This dude's trying to like just embody uh, Captain Jack Sparrow's jar of dirt, but it's a fucking car- jar of hard gel. <laughs> I got a jar of dirt. I got a jar of hard gel. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah, man. man, there's that, there's a lot of good stuff out there. That was but a I, good derailment. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, you're welcome. Way better uh, than. <laughs> <laughs> oh, straight up, straight up. Oh, I like it, VR, but. <laughs> wow, they've got some big badges on their chest. So annoying. Oh, I'm reading the back of the book now. Uh, <laughs> create your own oh, immortality. Try getting hugged from behind. <laughs> For What's two happening? centuries, the clans have gen- genetically bred their warriors. Clansmen are evaluated from birth, with their entire lives revolving around trials of might makes right that whittle away the chaff and create the ultimate soldiers. Oh, ben, you don't happen to have this one, do you? Oh, I do. Yep, oh, I man, do. you got to take a better picture of it. I'm, I'm missing some detail <laughs> yeah. here. I want more. All right, hold on. Let me see if I can grab it. These need to be. Like put in a digital yeah. format. Yeah, you got to scan your copies, man. I got a scanner, Ben. You should bring them over. I'll, I'll scan them. <laughs> I get a high res version. The world needs it. Yeah, every dive into like... this unique warrior's culture and battle your way to glory to gain a blood name and pass your superior genetic legacy to the next oh generation. God. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, we got to get back to it. John, you're going to start us back up in the uh, Golden Irby, right? Oh, man. Guys, I can only take like one more of these, okay? I've got two drinks going on three, and um, I don't hard. even know um, how to do it. Start us uh, back up, buddy. So I see on the list Golden Irby. What are we talking about, Golden Irby? All right, so the Golden Irby. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> All right, so the Golden Irby is going to be a Solaris. Uh, event at the Battle for the Sphere 3, which is our third annual Battle for the Sphere event, which is a beginner-focused event. Similar to last year, there's going to be a morning and afternoon schedule uh, with tables for, like, so, learn to play, new to the game, Alpha Strike, um, Classic, Wolfnet, uh, so teaching you how to play the Wolfnet games, and then for those that are uh, interested in a more not, well, in a less new player experience, so veterans essentially that have been playing for a couple years now, uh, if they're not teaching, they can opt to uh, enter into the Golden Irby, 
which was spawned, uh, I forget what month, last year. Uh, Dave printed up this 3D printed Irby as a traveling trophy. He ended up winning it. It was in December. That's what it was. Uh, he ended up winning it. So he's going to be, I think he said, redoing the 3D print uh, to make it a little better. He did print a base for it. So now every year, the person that wins the Golden Irby will get their name added to the base, uh, similar to the Stanley Cup, right? So that was the idea for the trophy. Uh, but this year's Golden Irby event is a Solaris battle. Um, let me pull up that rules packet. Oh, man. All right, so uh, the Golden Irby. Um, like I said, this year is going to be a Solaris uh, battle using the Civil War era. Uh, so Civil War is the era. Uh, for the faction, uh, when you get to that page on the MUL, you are going to select the Solaris 7 tab. For this event, players may only bring one mech or omni-mech. A player may elect to field two mechs, but only if those two mechs are urban mechs. Uh, <laughs> so in the Civil War era Solaris 7 section, there's only two urban mechs available. Um, I don't have them open right now, and I'm not going to. Uh, so, But that's the only way to get two Irbys and two mechs in the arena. Uh, BV is maxed. The cap is 2300 BV 2.0. Uh, pilot and guttering skills need to be separated by no more than one. Uh, so you can't have a gunnery 2 and piloting 4. It needs to be gunnery 2, piloting 3, max 1 separation. The worst skill you can have is a 4-4. Four, four. Uh, the, ma the max skill, the best skill you can have is a 1-1. One, one. So no zero 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 ones or anything like that. Uh, there's going to be no quad mechs, no lambs, no custom units or named variants. Uh, there's a couple of banned units specific to that list. The Flashfire, the Werewolf, the Aquiladius. I don't know how to say that. Aquiladius. Aquiladius, thank you. And the Hachiwara. Um, alternate ammo and physical weapons. Uh, alternate ammo listed and physical weapons listed in the Battle Mech Manual are allowed. Mechs may be selected with melee weapons, not in the BMM, uh, but you won't be able to use them. Um, so, yeah. So if, if your melee weapon is listed in Total Warfare or Tech Manual or whatever... You wouldn't be able to use it. So this is a strictly Battle McManual event. Quirks. Quirks are in use. Um, although we were looking at the quirks yesterday when we were doing our test run, and a lot of the quirks are irrelevant to actual gameplay. So rugged or difficult to maintain don't actually affect the battle, but narrow low profile, no arms... That does affect actual gameplay, so keep an eye there. Um, but yeah, so that is the Golden Irby. 
Solaris event at that is going to be taking place during the Battle for the Sphere 3, in, which is taking place at Hobbytown Westminster on September 23rd. That is the Golden Derby. Yay, yeah, I'll be damn. Nice. So some Solaris yeah, 7. Take home a big golden fun, Irby, you know kind I mean? of sort of maybe. Some someone's going to put two Irbys on the field. Someone well, has to. I know that Rick is already said. Will, will so. one be a suburban Mac? Yeah. That's the real question, you know what I mean? Well, now you have to look up see which uh, <laughs> two options are. Well, They're great. pretty pretty standard Irbys. There's no suburban mechs on the Solaris list. Would you say Civil War? Yeah, Civil War. Mm-hmm. Blues versus Grays, Rick. Come on. Good job. Well, not so much. In, so we got the R60, very run-of-the-mill, right? Uh, I think that's the AC-10 version, like the super standard one. And the Is there an R69, though? Oh, there is there. Urban Mech R69. Oh, yeah. <laughs> John's got some out. <laughs> the other one available. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> What's that one have? There I have to go. look up Urban Mech Sonsarna. Meme achieved. We've done it. Uh, R69, Free Worlds League upgrades the Autocan to a UAC-10 and the laser to ER small laser. Okay. And Ferro Fiber. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how... Two of those guys paint one with a giant blue 6 on it and the other one with a giant pink 9 on it. And you're good to go. Well, I don't know how this... So the Alpha Strike card is 2-2-2. Small, uh, short, medium, long. Yeah, but how does... It's really good. It's really good. How does an UAC 10 give you two, 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 give you long range damage at all. Um, is it just assuming that both of them hit every single time? It must. Uh, or at least it, it rounds. I know in like, the conversion yeah, rounds, so it, it rounds. has to be at least one and a half or higher. Yeah. One divided by 10. So, so assuming it's the assuming it does at least 15 time. damage. Sometimes it gets a bump, a bump for ammo as well. But, if it has okay, enough so ammo the, and stuff. The question is the AC 10 on the original version. Yeah. Only has medium damage. How is this getting long range damage? Um, does a UAC go out to 18 hexes? Is, what happens when I play more Alpha Strike than uh, it does go out to 18 hexes? Then that's it, baby. You're, right. you're in the clear. Bingo, bango. Irby magic. Irby <laughs> magic. And let's see, Mike, do you want to you wanna talk more about this uh, Colorado Solaris 7 League? Between the Essentials box, the Golden Irby rule set, um, I got the idea to try and make a statewide Colorado Solaris 7 Championship League. Uh, We started a chat yesterday, which was Saturday the 24th of June. Dating the the cast. I know, right? (laughs) On the Colorado Battletech Discord server. While I was having my practice game, so I, I got the idea about a week ago, and while I was having my practice game with Dave yesterday, I presented it to him, and then he, once he got home, started the channel, presented it to the masses, and then that chat has exploded. It has. <laughs> uh, tons. In there. It's insane. Yeah, in 24 hours. Yeah. Tons of good ideas. Uh, there's, like, we've got um, a couple up in the Denver area, specifically Randy running um, Solaris League already. Like, he's got, I think he said, eight to ten players. Um, so he's well versed in Solaris, 
and he's been in the chat, and we've had multiple others given their ideas, this, that, and the other. So we're trying to build a statewide Solaris 7 Championship League. We're looking at probably every six months would be a season with a one-to-one season era progression. So if we start in the uh, Succession Wars Lost Tech for Season 1, Season 2 would be Renaissance, and Season 3 would be Clan Invasion, and so on and so forth. Um, There will probably be phased uh, entry, like, it'll probably be super simple for Season 1, and then maybe something like Season 2 will introduce... Okay, now you can do mods, uh, modify your unit, or something along those lines. And then Season 3 will be an additional thing to help broaden the scope of the game. Um, so that's, that's what we're looking at. And then if, if slash when we launch this thing, the, the chat in the Colorado Battletech server will be closed and then reopened on the Valhalla Club Discord server. Um, each stable, maybe, depending on how it's laid out, would get their own like private chat where they can discuss um, tactics, lessons learned you know, with various opponents, tactics observed, um, this, that, and the other, as well as a uh, public chat where the various stables and pilots and mech jocks can talk shit to each other because that's what happens. Um, in these style events, it's unright. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we'll essentially bring back the news segment that we had for the first, was that two episodes, two, three episodes? Uh, but it'll be Soler- like the Colorado Solaris League focused recap. Um, so battle reports will be posted on the Valhalla Club Discord server. We'll pull from that to make our new segment. And then we'll also probably pull um, funny moments, remarks. Oh, no, he didn't from the chats that the public chats that happen right in the server and report on that as any good sportscaster would do. Uh, And so, yeah, it has the potential to be a shitload of fun. Uh, I put a poll up today in the Colorado server. Uh, I tagged everyone. There's been a lot of everyone tags this weekend. Apologies for that. But um, uh, definitely indicate your interest in participating in such an event. Is this uh, something that can uh, be done over Megamech, Mike? Or is there going to be special rules? So we definitely not, want uh, to incorporate... So depending on how the stables work out, stables honestly is what has me hung up the most out of everything. Because it's like, okay, do we have... You know, groups of homies form their own stables. Do we have local game stores be the stable? And whatever game store you're closest to, that's your stable. Um, There's a few ideas floating around. We're working through it. Uh, We're probably going to have, like, all these people that have all these great ideas. We're probably going to hop in a voice chat here within the next few weeks. um, And maybe iron some of these details out. And start really building this bad boy because it's it's going to be bad, but it's going to be awesome. Um, so 
unsure at the moment, but if we do... So there will be stables. There has to be stables. Um, depending on how we do them, I don't know. Now, if we include something similar to the Essentials box, where each stable gets its own bonus, or like maybe as the pilots in each stable accumulate fame, and the fame is now the stable's fame, then the stable could expend that fame to buy a bonus. At the moment, I don't know of any possible way to incorporate those bonuses into Mega Mech. So, if we do something along those SPA-style stable bonuses, they won't be a part of any matches that happen in Mega Mech. And so long as... And it shouldn't be a problem so long as it's well you know, articulated and like everyone understands they this bonus you normally have on tabletop, you're not gonna get it in Mega Mech. Um but with, like like it's it's all ideas at the moment. It's all in the works. So, no idea how it's gonna actually so turn out. It could be cool. Stay tuned. Should be super cool. Uh I posted this poll at five thirty one PM. It's now 948 and the question was and if you haven't responded to this poll yet by the time the episode is published um if you would have interest in it so far we've got 14 people saying hell yeah uh seven saying count me out but 22 saying i'm a solid maybe um so this is already looking pretty good there's over 320 members of the colorado battletech server um so if you haven't yet cast your vote and we'll definitely continue to build this out and it'll end up with its own segment and should be a pretty dope segment on the podcast so yeah it sounds awesome uh, it really depends how it you know devils of the details but uh very exciting to to just think about how it should work um i don't know i'm i really don't think i feel like the uh the stables should maybe be affiliated with the greater house stables, but I think it's more, I think it would be better if you just let homies create their own stables and have them be like the B league stables that are sponsored by some of these bigger, larger organizations or something, but everyone's going to have their own idea on how this should work. Yeah. I mean, it can be lore affiliated with house or just regionally affiliated to, I, I like the lore affiliation better because like there's a lot of people in Colorado Springs North, right? And so if every if we've got 15 people a part of the Gamers Haven stable, um, and, it, and even if we keep it regionally focused, like Colorado Springs versus Den- South Denver versus North Denver and the the Gap region or whatever, um, I think that's not enough separation because then, like the majority of the times, it's the Colorado Springs folks facing the Colorado Springs folks. Yeah. So if you put them into stables and you put a app on members in that stable and you have those stables um, like house aligned, then that'll be good to generate some stand like the typical lore rivalry. Uh, but it also would require some moderation because I do know that there's a lot of Davian fans. So, so here's what you and do, right? There's not a lot of Capellan fans, so it's like, okay, well, we we can't have any more Davian stables. Like, <laughs> so. what you what you could do is treat each of these 
player stables as like feeder teams for like uh, Major League Baseball does. So they have like their one or two or three feeder teams that they train dudes on. Um, and then they can both be sponsored by, say, House Davian, but still have to fight each other like any other any other stable because they're yeah. they're feeder teams. They're not uh, on the big leagues yet. Well, I also like the idea of having maybe like a draft where all the players who are interested um, will have like stable managers or captains and then they draft their team and incentivize them to like draft from each of the locations. So then your house, your stables can compete against each other in different areas. Oh, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah. And you could have like the, the big game stores in each area be one of the locations on Solaris, you know, one of the big five arenas or whatever. Mm. That would be cool. It would take a lot of, I guess you could just show up and yeah, say like, your store is, uh, yeah. Is the Solaris night is like night a month or something. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. I think with the essentials box, Catalyst is kind of springboarding themselves to, I mean, they, they definitely set the stage and it sold out everywhere this day, you know, day one. Um, so I think they have the metrics at this point to be like, there's demand there. Let's get some updated Solaris seven rules and uh, make, <laughs> The next box set, even though I want it to be aerospace, <laughs> the two next box sets that come out at the exact same time is aerospace and Solaris Seven. <laughs> um, but like I was also talking with Dave yesterday, the battle mats have been a huge success. So it's like now let's get the Solaris Seven battle mat set. We've got Savannah, we've got the you know the mountains, we've got the tundra, all this. Give me the arenas, but in neoprene, please. <laughs> I think what really I'm really interested in about it is like you and Dave played what two matches in two hours, and I think something like that would really help Catalyst uh, promote this game to a wider audience. Because I'll be honest, I don't love. I like classic. I don't like playing classic because it's. It's just too yeah. tedious. But a 1v1 is not bad. You can get it done in an hour or less. And I think to really capitalize on this box and the momentum of the brand in a, a larger like Target box store, um, doing that 1v1, I think, is really going to, one, let people schedule things easier. It's so much easier to just schedule a 1v1 than... Um, yeah, even a two v two or or whatever, or a giant grand melee where you need six or seven players on the map at once. Um, but if if Catalyst jumped on this and offered some sort of like league system pre published, I think you could be seeing this blow up like X Wing or something. You know, everyone shows up with their mats, uh, their train mats, and like one mech, and they're get a game done in an hour. You could do you know a tournament of. 1v1 uh, Swiss matches, you could get 16 people done in three games. Like, that's that would be huge for Battletech in general. Yeah. And so I've mentioned before, right? My intro to the universe was simultaneous with Mech Warrior 4, Mercenaries, and the Clicks game. I came in uh, before, before high school, so probably around 02. It's probably around 02 because it was still Dark Age. Uh, before they released Fire for Effect, which introduced Artillery, and then um, Death from Above, which introduced VTOLs. 
Um, but the way WizKids had a system where they published events on a monthly basis and that went to their officially recognized game stores. And those game stores held the events every week. And it was either on a Saturday or Sunday, whatever. And I would go to these game stores and I would play in the store. Sometimes there was an entry fee of... Usually it was your entry fee was buying one of the Dark Age Clicks blind boxes, which everyone hates. Well, they hated, but now they love the salvage blind boxes. And I just like, I'm, I'm dumbfounded. Like, but you hated it, but now you don't. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> That's a well, whole other conversation. But I think the, it was to do with power creep and that. And the clicks yeah. And like, I, I left the game the same, the clicks, the reason everyone else did is Dark Age was like everyone had Dark Age and then they came out with Age of Destruction and made everything from Dark Age up until that point illegal for official play. So everything that we already owned was no longer legal and everyone said, fuck you, I'm out. And that's why Dark Age, like the clicks, that I think that was ultimately what killed it is they made everything we owned illegal for official play. But... Doesn't feel good. No. WizKids had a central system. They would publish the events and the theme and the mission for the month to everyone. The game stores had their official judges that ran the events, like think like uh, Magic. They've got their official judges, and everything and all the match results are reported by the judges to the uh, you know it was is to who owns whatever to WizKids. It was WizKids at the time. For, for clicks, right? And then all those stats were tracked and published, and you could pull it up anytime, and you could see where you stood on a national scale. And then once a year, there was a national championship where you'd bring your minis, and you'd come and you'd compete in this national championship. And that was awesome. Um, I think at some point in the future, there's a possibility for that. <laughs> I would love to see you get there. Uh, so we're trying... My goal was to try and create something similar to that, but keeping it a fun Solaris theme, um, but just in the Colorado area. So that's that's my overall vision for <laughs> this Colorado Solaris 7 Championship League. Um, but yeah, that's that's ultimately, that's that's all the things I'm pulling the idea from. My past experiences with the clicks that everyone hates. Um, I enjoyed the clicks. Until they made my shit illegal, and so, then, <laughs> yeah. Clicks reminds me a lot of X Wing as far as like the game and tournament formats would go, because I played in those. I don't know if they were so much narrative when I was playing in them. At the beginning, I think they were just like, "Hey, everyone, show up and play some." They basically just gave prize support for like one, like a one store or one game in a store or one tournament in a store a month, um, but. Yeah, I mean the 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 whole thing about X Wing and the old format for clicks was that it was easy to get through a game in a short amount of time. Um, so it doesn't take up a lot of table space. It doesn't take up a lot of mm-hmm. space. Like both of them take up about three feet by three feet. Uh, yeah, clicks was three by three. Yeah, so was X Wing, and X Wing I think was ninety minute rounds or seventy five minute rounds. I'm sure John can seventy five. Yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, this is. Present tense. X Wing is still around, just in a crypto state. Yeah. <laughs> John keeps trying to come up and bring my X Wing to uh, Denver. There's store championships happening in July, Colorado. 
Um, but you got to keep it so that you can get a 1v1 game in and those results will affect something or, you know, give somebody progress or something. Um, it can you, you could do it for, you know, uh, a Swiss tournament style at a store, but I think having some f- way to just submit results of just like, I talked to Mike, we want to fight. So we schedule time to, and place to meet the two of us show up, play our game. And then maybe we just upload our uh, record sheets of our mechs at the end of the game to whatever system we put in place to, or you guys put in place to um, track everything. I think really the record keeping is really what we need to focus on to, to make it take off, right? You need a rule set just to make it playable. And then you need record keeping to make it, like yeah, and and that in. was that was the other big hurdle that I've been trying to game plan through, because as I'm talking through it with Dave, I'm like, okay, like, well, this has the potential to have over forty players, and if I'm trying to track, if the two of us are trying to track fame and sea bills gained and expended on repairs and modifications mm-hmm. and all of these other things, buying new mechs, all all that stuff. Um, we don't have time for that, and yeah. so that's was like I from the get go. I'm stressing stable masters, so the stable owners, the team leaders, um, being their own like the bookies for their team, and having a central system where all of those stable masters can report up to, whether that be a web app or just an Excel sheet or Google doc that they've all, that everyone has access to only the stable masters can edit, but then you've got everyone's eyes on for now everyone can see it. So everyone is auditing it because no one wants to get cheated. Right. Um, something along those lines. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, I like to consider myself fairly decent at Excel, but I'm not that good. And Greg hit me up on the side and was like, well, fun fact, I do that shit for a living. And I was like, oh, goody, go team. <laughs> um, exactly. So there's there are people in the community that know how to do specific parts of this really well. And so I think it's just a matter of getting us all synced up and putting all of this on paper and building it and then disseminating it. And then as we go through it, just refining it, which is really the how any product is ever handled you know what i mean yeah for sure so the pub the the idea is live uh on the colorado server and once this hits the airwaves um or the digital waves i don't know (laughs) um but yeah i'm i'm excited for it it seems to be less way less daunting than my previous idea but yeah, no, I'm excited. So that is so. Stay tuned for any further updates to the Colorado Solaris Seven Championship League uh, that is in the works. Great, great, Mike, you're doing awesome, killing it. I do want to say that that uh, Ben put up the picture in the gr- in the green screen group uh, chat <laughs> of the book, and it is fucking crazy, man. Why is this dude giving another dude a blowjob? <laughs> I, <don't>, <laughs> I don't get. I don't get this. Well, I don't no, I think that's what's going on, but oh yeah, he is. 
<laughs> He's checking his belt to make sure it fits. <laughs> Can you check my belt? <laughs> I mean, I like the little sticker on the side of that trash can that says shoplifting will get you killed. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm what, waiting what for. What clans are there? What clans are those that are checking uh, each other's belts? That's the mandrels and the hellions. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for Trend to hop in on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the craziest looking dude is the fucking clan wolf guy. Honestly, like, I don't know what's on it. Oh, he has tattoos on his head. But then he has shoulder cuts out in his t-shirts too. It's like, this is just an awesome outfit. Uh, I think he has like shoulder pads. <laughs> like, uh, no, man, World that, War I doughboy hats on his shoulders. Those are his tatted up shoulders. He's got cutouts. Gosh. Either either one's kind of ridiculous, and I'm not. <laughs> Ben's got the book. You you can zoom in, Ben. Let's get yeah. a zoomed in picture of those shoulders. <laughs> I mean, it uh, it's it, it could be cutouts. It could be doughboy helmets. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> oh, wow. He's also got like a cutout in the middle of his shirt, showing off his sternum or something. So I don't know. Clan awesome. culture, best culture. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that brings us to this month's S2 Intel Brief. And this month we're going to cover a Draconis Combine unit, the Ryukin Yan. Uh, now, for those who are unfamiliar, the Ryukin were formed by coordinator uh, Takashi Kurita uh, while the Wolf Dragoons were in their employ uh, the first time in like the 3020s. And basically, he wanted to create a unit. Um, that can mimic the tactics of the Dragoons and more or less transfer their expertise into a uh, DCMS line unit. Because at the time, the Draconis Combine was big on the way of the samurai and one-on-one duels. uh, And compared to their opponents, the uh, Lyrans and the Davians, they were a little inflexible. you know, you have examples of uh, a ton of light mechs just being deluged upon some blackjacks and just getting cut down. And you're like, okay, I see why maybe we need to learn. So anyways, that's the uh, gist of how they were formed. And because they were the coordinators kind of pet project, they were extremely well-funded and they really got kind of the cream of the crop for DCMS cadets uh, and transfers. And, um, you know, it, it, they put a lot of resources into it and, um, it was a, a success, um, and things were going decently, but then because of political intrigue, uh, and, you know, schemey, schemey, gotta be the villains. Um, they ended up antagonizing the Wolf Dragoons, uh, for some reason or another. And eventually, uh, Yes, they are dumb. When it finally came to blows, they decided to pit the Ryukin against the Dragoons. So basically the students against the mentors, which again is a dumb idea. Uh, And it didn't go well for them. Um, Basically four Ryukin regiments were were shattered by the Dragoons as they left. Um, Pretty miserable. uh, Yes, that is the Battle of Misery. And that did go miserably for them. Rick, thank you for that pun. Hey, gotta get you're living up to being a dad, man. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> but despite their kind of uh, ignoble start, um, 
the Ryukin would go on to be a reliable, um, effective unit for the DCMS. Um, and what's very interesting is that uh, a lot like the Legion of, Legion of Vega, um, where they stick to less orthodox tactics and are a little bit more flexible uh, and focus more on combined tactics, um, they did have more success against their opponents, but they also had to kind of defend their methods against their own allies. Uh, and especially with what happened during the Battle of Misery, all the Ryukin units basically have a distrust of the main body of the DCMS. Uh, but this specific uh, regiment is the Ryukin Yan, um, one of the nine Ryukin regiments. Uh, like their sister regiments, their primary color is like a charcoal or neutral gray, nice dark gray. Uh, and they have blue accents. Um, their insignia is a full moon um, peeking out of clouds. And their specialty uh, is appropriately night tactics. So that's their um, preferred um, means of starting a fight. Uh, they're also specialists in stealth and infiltration um, with a preferred strategy of infiltrating forward units to surround an enemy on three sides and then in the coming attack basically funnel them into a waiting ambush of SRM carriers which if you played against an SRM carrier in AS or classic you know that it sucks because they do a lot of damage um, they would participate in the clan invasion as well um, they and their let's see here Okay, yeah. All nine Ryukin regiments ended up on the planet of Wolcott um, after um, the DCMS had already successfully held it against Clan Smoke Jaguar. And from there, they would raid Clan Smoke Jaguar and Clan Novacat uh, throughout the rest of the invasion and into the Civil War era. Um, unfortunately, the Ryukin Yan, like many units, uh, met its end in Jihad uh, courtesy of the Blakis. And in this case, um, a, <clears throat> the Ryukin Yan was assembling on the planet of Imbros, and they were ambushed by a fleet of World Blake warships, and that went as well as you would expect. Um, the unit was more or less decimated, and what few survivors there were um, were reassigned to other Ryukin units and the Ryukin Yan itself was disbanded. Um, and it remains so, uh, despite the fact that other Ryukin units have been reconstituted in the modern era, uh, in the Dark Age. Um, but if you want to be sneaky, mixed tactics, mixed unit, uh, Draconis Combine, mix it up a little bit, and you like painting gray, it's a great unit. And you get to play with them in the Fourth Succession War and Clan Invasion and Civil War. And I guess you could even let them have some fun in the Jihad uh, so long as you knock them all over at the end of your game. Um, yeah, that's all I got for the Ryukin Yan. Is there anything I'm missing? I mean, they're Draconis Combine. What can you say? They're not the typical Draconis Combine, I guess, somewhat. No. They got yeah. Trixie, and then they got punched yep. in the mouth. Yeah, bad guys get too good. Was no. the, the Ryukin the one where they started uh, recruiting from the Yakuza? 
No, that was the Vega regiments. Oh yeah, the Ghost regiments. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Vega was just a bunch of outcasts already. Yeah. Ah, Yep. And then Theodore Curita basically used them to test new his own ideas on how to wage war. And then when those were successful, like their honor was restored. But then eventually they end up still being the units that the DCMS just punts their misfits into. I like Uh, how the the Ryukin remains elite. So. Yeah, I like how the Ryuk and Yan like they're they're determined to forever remember the battle against Wolf's Dragoons on Misery, and traditionally describe the battle in excruciating detail to every new group of recruits. <laughs> this is what you have to look forward. Yeah, to. no popcorn allowed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's got to be a bit of a bummer. And just the general distrust of the DCMS administration. <laughs> They despise all warriors of the Galadon district and the eighth sort I mean, of like in particular. <laughs> that's deserved though. You really shouldn't trust the DCMS. You know. They do some would, shady shit. Yeah, they I do mean some shady shit. Yeah. The, the Dragoons were trying to do their scout the industry thing. I, I see why they took the contract, but they should have known it was gonna end poorly. It amazes me that they took a second contract too, uh, in the Dark Age era. I still well, don't really it was that. like it was like a, almost a hundred years later. Yeah, <laughs> you know? they, they already came to the rescue on Luthen during the Clan invasion. Yeah, but that would be like if the United States a hundred years later became allies with Britain. You know what I mean? Just yeah, that'd be make any sense. Super far fetched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyways, we hope you enjoyed uh, this month's Intel brief. Um, we're going to move right along, keep things moving, and we're going to talk about. Trials of Bloodright happened at Game Nights in Pueblo, Colorado. Uh, we had a nice tournament. I believe we had 16 players. Does that sound right? Yeah. Um, and it was put together by Luke Johnson. And basically the idea was uh, he wanted to run a fun tournament in the Ill Clan era uh, with the Ill Clan Star League. So basically Alaric, uh, Alaric's Star League of the reconstituted Smoke Jaguars the Black Watch Jade Falcons and the Victorious Clan Wolf. Um, and I think names up for competition were ooh, I can't remember. Pride, Howell, and Karinsky. Karinsky. Ooh, those are some good ones. Okay. Yeah. So for those who were there, how did it go? Uh so myself, Dave, Bourbon, and Josh and what is his last name? Damien. Damien. <laughs> so myself, Damien, Dave, Bourbon, uh, and my kiddo, uh, we rode down from the Colorado Springs area. Did I say Josh rode down with us? Josh drove by himself. Just say, that's <laughs> a lot of people in one car. We were in a commuter van, which was hilarious. But <laughs> 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 but um, so we went down. And then we also had Steven, and he brought a homie from the Springs down there. Uh, but it was a great showing. Uh, like you said, uh, there was 16 people. Yeah, I think so. And it was a f- almost fairly even split. Uh, there was, what, four Falcons? And then mm-hmm. the rest was an even split between the the Jags and the Wolves. Um, I... Like I mentioned earlier, uh, I was there to represent Clan Wolf. Uh, Kiddo was representing the Jade Falcons. 
Um, we went into the initial round was a, a grand melee, and it was a grand melee, absolute free for all for all three clans at the same time on the same map. And that was chaos, as a grand melee should be. Halfway through turn one, we realized we need a way to identify who's representing which clan so we know who to shoot in the face. <laughs> uh, so we, we put some some glass beads down, um, which definitely helped streamline some things. But it was a great time. Uh, my Dominator fell on round two, and I was very sad. I definitely thought I would do longer, but uh, because of the way we all entered the field, I had a wolf right behind me, and I was screwed from turn one. Um, but yeah, no, it was a good time. Um, Steven won the uh, Jade Falcon blood name, right? Was it Steven? Yeah, yep. Steven. Because now... He'll, you'll see his name changed in the Colorado Discord server as Stephen Pride. Um, who was it that won the Smoke Jag name? Um, was that the guy playing Damien? Yeah. I can't remember what his name was. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm terrible with names. Always have been. Always will be. Um, and then the guy that won the Kerensky name, uh, this was like his second or third time ever playing alpha strike so good on you bro uh there was uh some good some great prize support there was uh already painted minis given out um some uh fpg decals uh the individuals that won the blood names they got 3d printed um medallions which looked awesome uh it was a great time all around uh, Ben, what do you got for for your remarks? You Ben made it to the fight to the one v one match. Yeah, versus Steven. I was, yeah. I was playing. I was playing Jade Falcons, John. Woo! Were you sick? I, I guess <laughs> we joked about that. I was like, I was like, you son of a bitch! You made that motherfucker play Davian. <laughs> Fed Sons for an entire year and then you come to this and you play Jade Falcons when he fucking can't. <laughs> that is pretty messed up. That's, that's, that's why I did I'm it. Probably, it was the name that I wanted too. I know. I know. I was I was hoping to get it just to put that even more twist on the knife. I'm not gonna lie, Ben. I wanted you to win so bad because of I it. Did. I did, man. It was ben rough pride. though, man. Ben Bourbon Pride. It would have yeah. been rough. What what did you bring out to the to the to the trials, Ben? I, I brought a hammerhead, man. I was I was stoked just to put one on the table. So I I painted one up in uh, just some golden green and uh, was uh, gonna run the hammerhead, and it served me pretty well, you know, until I got to that last match with Steven where I was facing a freaking Battlemaster two C, like two C two or some shit. The one that throws like I think he was throwing seven 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 zero. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, I was at a city might city fight map with him, and I was like, Dude. "That was a dense city fight." <laughs> it was rough. I I could not. I had some long range. I was going to try and keep it long range, and he didn't have any, so I was just going to pick a, pick at him a little bit. But he kept closing on me, and I I just couldn't stay out of his line of sight. So, I mean, it was. It, I think we probably went like 
the first four or five turns just constantly like hide and seeking the whole time and it was rough so <laughs> between the grand the, the initial grand melee and then the secondary grand melee um you you and my kiddo were shooting each other so much <laughs> i know this is one of those things that came down to like me steven and your kiddo and for the in the grand melee as the last three jade falcons and I think Steven took him out. I was I was trying to take Steven out just so I could face your kid. <laughs> Cuz I think I had a better shot with that Warhammer 2C he was he was running. Yeah, he was in a Warhammer 2C8 which was what was it? Like 33 th- maybe 333 or I can't remember off the top of my head, but he he was rocking the plasma, plasma. rifles. Yeah. So he had so he had 222 heat. Um Steven was hanging out in the woods. A lot because he was stripped of armor. Yeah, and he was he was just desperately trying to survive. The kiddo took a motive hit on turn one, <laughs> so he was he was crawling at four inches a turn, yeah. but he was in the woods, so he was only moving two and a half inches. <laughs> yeah, and then I gave him a fire control hit like three turns yeah. in. Uh, he had a great time. Uh, thanks to everyone that helped him have a positive play experience. He had a lot of fun. Um, I know there was a lot of shots that were about to be taken on him. And then when they found out who it was, they were like, nope, not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he, and as a result, he lasted a long time and he had so much fun. He kept saying to me, he's like, I don't know how I'm still alive. (laughs) And I'm thinking to myself, I was like, well, I do. But <laughs> as long as you're having fun, that's that, that's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, thanks to everyone that was there. We all had a great time. Kiddo had a great time. He's really hype again to start playing BattleTech again on the weekends. Um, and yeah, uh, thanks Luke for putting on putting on the great game. Um, but yeah, that is uh, that was the trials blood right. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, I- I wish I'd been able to go, but I was uh, on vacation. But I'm really glad that Luke got to have a, a good event down there. I was really surprised that 16 people showed up. Like, now we're planning for like eight. Yeah, there's uh, there's apparently a decent crowd in Pueblo that I think just more than half of them aren't in the Discord server, so we don't know they exist. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it was a good showing. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you guys had fun, and I'm glad your kids were able to play, Mike. I mean, for our listeners, Mike has like some really well based on it's impressive i remember like the first was like battle for the sphere he was like helping like people like just take down tables at the end of the day oh yeah he was running around just like chatting yeah oh the kiddo yeah 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 yeah, he's hype man um yeah yeah, he had he had a great time so as he's been asking me for for months he's like can can i play an event and this one, you know, this trials of blood, right? Like it was legitimately, it was perfect. Cause you're just going with one mech. So you don't have to try and control like a Lance or a star plus and try to, you know, he's only 10. So trying to think tactically about all these and play this really complicated chess game, like trials of blood, right? was perfect. Cause it's just one unit he's controlling. So, it was it was the perfect event to to pull them into. Yeah, that's perfect for kids. Don't want to overwhelm them where they get like that glazed over 
eyes look and just kind of tune out, which is kind of where I get when I play games with my wife. So, well, thank you for that recap, Mike. Uh, sounds like it was a lot of fun down in Pueblo. And shout out to Luke and Game Nights for putting on such a great event. And congratulations to Steven for winning the Pride Blood name and stopping Ben from torturing me even more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of Ben, we are going to put the ball on his side of the court as we go into Drink of the Month. What do we have, Ben? Hey all, this is Ben here, your Battletech Master of Spirits. Get your mixers, liquors, shakers, stirs, and strainers ready as we cover this month's Battletech Drink of the Month. Well, this month's Drink of the Month, since uh, we've had all this chat about Solaris and Solaris 7 and all the fun things you can do on Solaris 7, in a bar in the Black Hills District called the Pelican Bar, it's kind of a high, high-end high bar, um, they have a particular drink called the Pelican Shooter. And the Pelican Shooter is built by adding four ounces of Jack Daniels, a sardine uh, slivered onion, and some celery mince. And you put it all together in a glass, and you add an actual sardine, ignite it, blow it out, and consume immediately after the flames are out. That is your pelican shooter. It sounds terrible. I kind of deleted the celery, the onion, and the sardine and just did the straight Jack Daniels. And it tasted fine. So that's your your drink of the month. So you deleted the gross shit. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you try it with the, the actual shit, though? No, absolutely not. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> I'm going to challenge you to... But you've got to do it for science. And the loser has to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we know how the last batch all you threw down played oh, out. Oh, shit. Would, uh, would John rather drink that drink or uh, have to or, play Dabian for a year? Another year. <laughs> would, you, would you release him from his servitude if he actually drank that drink? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd release that. That's kind of worthy. I'd, I'd release that. Yeah, I'd, I'd let him, I'd, I'd cut the bond cord on that one. Well, it's nice. a fucking now sardine, I'm bro. A win-win. I'd rather go out and drink this shit. Or yeah, I could just, just get to drink Navy juice again. <laughs> Dude, it sounds like grog. Oh, Navy juice. Dude, I've you had pineapple juice to it, okay? Come on. I've had infantry grog that, uh, with dirty socks on that sounds better than that. Yeah, that's yeah. rough. That is rough. Why you gotta be so gross? I think the key too is is make sure you blow the flames out. <laughs> Don't try that's and true. drink it while it's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Important that you give them those instructions. You, you might get a little crispy sardine in it. That might not be too bad. I like sardines. They're good. You would. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna get a video of uh John making and drinking this drink. Hey. Oh man, I'm, you I'm gotta record it. Now. I'll put it on the YouTube channel. Yeah, the second YouTube uh, <laughs> video for the Hollow Club. <laughs> <laughs> the second video on the YouTube channel is John drinking a Belgian shooter. Oh god. Gross, dude. <laughs> that's your drink oh, of the month. That's the drink of the month. That's your gross drink of the month. <laughs> hey man, I just do what the, I just do what the books tell me to do. <laughs> it's cool. Y'all can skip that one. I won't be a sh- uh, yeah. I I ain't drinking it. 
No, no, Ben and I have a, have a bet now. It's in the books. Uh, is that what it is? Wait a yeah. minute. What am I getting out of this? You get to watch him drink what do you mean? that. I'm just watching you, you drink win. it. You win. Yeah. And if I lose, you, have to I, you get to watch me drink it. So I, I don't yeah. understand what the bet is. <laughs> Are we just going to do this thing? Why don't we just both do it? Oh, that's a good idea. Why don't we just both drink it? Solidarity, my, my, my fellow FedCom. There we go. No, He's your bondsman. No. If you he just drink it. it outright, he has to drink it. That's true. That's true. There's no. You don't even need to play a game. You just be like, "Hey, I'm drinking this, and you have to too, because you're my bondsman, bitch." <laughs> Damn. Damn it. Wow. That just backfired, bad. didn't it? Yeah, it's got a lot worse. All right. I'm sorry. Moving, along. Moving on. Uh, we're going to go into upcoming action, games to look forward to, events happening in Colorado in the month of July and beyond. I'll take the lead on this one. Uh, I'll be running a Wolfnet 350 tournament at Hobbytown Westminster on July 8th. It's only a couple of weeks away. Um, right now, it's looking like we're going to hit between 16 and 20 players, but there's room for more. So come on in if you want to throw some dice. Uh, that being said, I need your list by July 3rd, and uh, event details can be found on the Facebook page and the Discord. Uh, we'll be playing um, again on Saturday, July 8th at Hobbytown Westminster. Uh, we'll start rolling dice by 11 a.m. with registration starting about half an hour before that. Um, moving on. Who wants to cover Tacticon? I can talk a little bit about that. Uh, Tacticon happening over in Aurora, August 24th through 27th. We've got a pretty good lineup of stuff. We are going to have, let's see, Casey is running some Monster Mechs. I forget what he he called it, but it is is basically like your uh, Monster Truck Madness, except for Battletech. So we've got, oh, I don't know how tall they are, like, I don't know, eight inch tall mechs or something on giant hex foam mats on the floor or something. So that's They're calling it Megatech, Megatech right? I can remember what it's called. So I think, I think it's so. uh it's gonna be fun, especially for those, you know, just learning or wanted to jump in for a bit, play around with some bigger uh meteor mechs. So that'll be going on almost throughout the entire weekend. I think all, at least all of Saturday or most of Saturday and Sunday. Uh, there will be some classic Battletech uh, events and scenarios happening both for beginners and for veterans um, throughout the weekend. I know Jeremy is running one uh, one event, I think, on Sunday or maybe maybe Saturday. I can't remember. But uh, And then Braden is running another one. And then I'll be running an Alpha Strike event probably on Saturday there as well. Uh, it probably won't be a tournament. It'll probably be more campaign-based or narrative-based. Uh, I haven't put in the specifics yet, and we're still signing up all the events right now to put in to put into the actual schedule. But there should be plenty to do there if you want to play BattleTech at Tacticon. Come out and play. Nice. And then that's August covered, and moving into September. Oh, that's exciting. We're going to have Battle for, this, uh, for the Sphere. Is that going to be our third year of that? 
Yeah, so that's going to be Battle for the Sphere 3. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, it's going to take place on September 23rd at Hobbytown Westminster uh, this year. Uh, session 1 will start at 11 a.m. and run till approximately 2 p.m. Uh, session 2 will start at approximately 2.30 and run till approximately 5.30. Um, times subject to the fluidity that is tabletop gaming. The initial plan is to... So, Battle for the Sphere is a beginner-focused event. So, if you've got some homies that are on the fence, or you think they might be interested, force them to Hobbytown Westminster with you, put them in the car, and just drive there, and say, we're going to play a game, because <laughs> that'll be the time wow. to do it. Uh, so, the initial plan is to have approximately five tables for Classic, five for Alpha Strike. Again, these are all... Learn to play events. Two uh, tables for Wolfnet 350. Uh, three tables for open play. Uh, a grinder table. And then the aforementioned uh, Golden Irby tournament for those that are veterans and not needed to run a learn to play game. So for that. Since it's beginner focused, we're going to do only like official mini type stuff, or at least along the lines of what has been officially released so far. So only mechs and battle armor with limit of two battle armor, because only two battle armor elementals come with the clan invasion box. You can get all the details for this event both on Facebook and Discord. For Facebook, it's going to be in the Colorado Battletech Facebook group. On Discord, it's going to be the Colorado Battletech Discord server. In the Battle for the Sphere 3 um, channel, and it is pinned, but it is also the the packet is the most recent post by Dave. Uh, so that's got all the details in there. Uh, but yeah, that is Battle for the Sphere 3. Let's get it. I like it. I love Battle for Despair. It's a great event, too, if you are interested in Battletech, or you have people that you want to get interested in Battletech, because it is very beginner-friendly. Like it's I said, nice. just put them in the car, be like, hey, I, let's go do something. I, I, I got a plan. And they're, if they're the type of individual, hopefully, it's just like, okay, I'm along for the ride. Just go there and be like, now we're playing a game. Force them to learn Battletech. And they'll get addicted. On, I expect Johnny to see your spot, wife. Guaranteed. Johnny on the spot. Um, oh, told you not uh, to see my wife Who's Christmas? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I expect to see this plan in action, Mike. I will be at NTC, so I will not be able to partake uh, for Ooh. Battle for the Sphere Three, which fucking sucks. Because <laughs> I want to play in that fucking gold nerby. I don't want the trophy, but I want to play in it, damn it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Matt. And Matt, we have exciting news. Yeah. You, it sounds like, are going to be the point man for Battletech at LVO in 2024. And for better or for worse, I will be running whatever is happening at Las Vegas Open for, uh, for Battletech. Um, so Las Vegas open, it's crazy that we're talking about it already, but since it's already kind of like out in the works and out to the public, um, the Las Vegas open 2024 will be occurring January 18th through the 21st. 
Thursday is basically the setup day, so the real action happens Friday through Sunday. Um, I will give some general details about Battletech at that uh, at that event, and it is a big one. I mean, it's a big regional con. Um, has been predominantly kind of Warhammer and and uh, everything else that Frontline supports, but they've really wanted to have Battletech there and are excited to have us there. So. I've worked quite a bit with the the organizer, and we've got some general things out with the tickets. So I'll kind of go over quickly what tickets there are. So basically, there are four different tickets you can get for LVO for Battletech. Um, And it's basically split between Alpha Strike and Classic Battletech, two each. And within both of those, there's a Friday-only ticket, or you can get the whole weekend ticket. So that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, events for either. So the reason that is is because uh, if you want to have a one-day event, it has to be on Friday, or it almost always has to be on Friday. So that's what we'll be having. And then uh, we were actually able to get it so that if you buy the whole weekend pass, you basically get a day for free. And these are actually some of the lowest cost events at, at LVO. So... It was really nice that that they they've really shown that they want us there and they've been able to keep the price there. So, for uh, I'll just start with Alpha Strike. Alpha Strike uh, one day event on Friday. It's thirty five dollars for the ticket. I mean, you have to pay the badge for the convention. That's another price. I'm not sure what that is, but just for the Alpha Strike event, it's thirty five dollars. And that Friday only Alpha Strike event will be a Wolfnet AS three fifty. Premier tournament, and uh, it's looking like it will be Civil War only, so it'll be era limited. Um, it's you know all the all the pomp and jazz that comes with a, a Wolfnet 350 Premier tournament. So official minis, you know, nice paints, lots of organization. Uh, the Wolfnet guys will most likely be there. Um, I've talked to uh, Aaron and Andrew, and they said they'll they're pretty pretty keen on going again um we'd like to get some community help for like maps and terrain and stuff from from the people here in colorado but um if all if it all goes south then i'll just make charles do it so yeah shots fired charles (laughs) so that'll be the friday only ticket you can just buy that ticket just go for that if you want um you do again you do have to get the full you know the convention ticket as well but that's you know that's up to you what you want to do there uh if you want to do alpha strike the whole weekend basically pay for two days so 35 times two equals 70 you get a third day for free 70 dollars will get you as far as alpha strike if you do it the whole weekend you get the wolf net 350 tournament on friday and then saturday and sunday we will have you can choose one of two events so those two events will be either you play a campaign in a day ish it's ish because it's it's not just one day uh, and this will be based on one of the, um, oh, let's see, it's one of the Turning Points source books, which are generally kind of written for classic Battletech, but they can be adapted for Alpha Strike. Uh, and they have, you know, some of the ingredients are there for sure. So it'll be a campaign. Uh, the campaign is not, the details are not there for that yet, um, but it will probably be, well, I won't give it up. Details forthcoming. So, um, it'll be, but it'll be Alpha Strike, and there, are, you know, campaign a day means that you will have some accounting between between scenarios. Um, you'll be, you know, replacing mechs. You'll be, re, you know, repairing units. There'll be, 
it's it's going to be your team versus the other team, um, and it's it's a lot of fun. We've been doing a, a good number of these here um, with our battlefronts and with other events, and it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. Well, maybe Rick, you can say if it's fun. What do you think? The campaigns in the day, yeah, they're the battlefronts. Yeah, those are uh, a lot of fun. I played in both of them. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, nice narration. <laughs> yeah. Rick shot me in the head. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Oh. My mongoose killed your rifleman or something. <laughs> was it a battlemaster? You shot banshee. No. Never forgotten it. Oh yeah, I think it was a banshee you shot ahead. Yeah. Uh, no, I think the battlemaster took it in the face, and then the the banshee just died from volume fire or something. Being pummeled like yeah. John's tracking. units are used to taking it to the face. Yeah, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> it's, it's an exercise that I uh, have them drill. Uh, you know, <laughs> drop the knees and take it to the face. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Remind me not to touch John's minis. So. Yes. Um, this is why we have to label explicit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, they're, they're a lot of fun. I think people really enjoy them. So that's one of the, the, the things that you can do on Saturday and Sunday. The other, and these are, these are just kind of the official events. Um, the other is what we're calling, uh, Battletech Escalation. So this will be an Escalation type event where you will play at least two Solaris style games. Um, and the first one will most likely be just one unit. The second one, you'll have two to three units. So it's going to get crazy. Uh, the next, after that, you'll kind of keep beefing up your, your squad and you will play at least two games of classic Battletech. And after that, you will play at least two games of Alpha Strike. So you're going to keep moving up and adding your uh, your units on into your squad and the, and the scenarios will get different and stuff like that. So... That is Battletech Escalation. Um, and again, more details to come. So that's uh, that's the Saturday-Sunday events. So now flipping over to Classic Battletech, somewhat similar. Uh, there's just a, there's a Friday-only ticket, and it's only $30 for Classic Battletech, just uh, basically because we use up less table space with Classic Battletech usually. Um, that event is called Battletech Through the Ages. And basically what it is, um, you're going to start off with uh, a force. You're going to play a scenario in a particular era. It'll probably be an earlier era, maybe Renaissance or Clan Invasion or something like that. And then we'll move. Uh, we'll do some a little bit of accounting between, between scenarios and we'll move to a new era. So maybe we might jump from Renaissance to Civil War. Or we'll jump from Clan Invasion to civil wars you know uh so each each subsequent scenario or game is going to be in a subsequent area era we might jump some we might skip some um but the idea is that your force is going to change bit by bit till in the end you'll probably have a, a completely new force um when we get to the last era of the game so that's battletech through the ages and again that's using classic battletech rules um that's the friday then on Saturday and Sunday, you have the option of, and this is if you, you know, you can do the whole weekend again, and it's double, so it's only $60 for Classic Battletech to do the whole weekend worth of, of tickets. Um, again, we're going to be doing a scenario in a day-ish, and this is going to be um, run by our great compatriot here, uh, Burben. He's going to be running one of the uh, Turning Points scenario packs. 
acts that uh, he has helped author. So it'll either be <laughs> it'll be one of two. <laughs> Uh, one or two uh, so yeah, far. So far, so it'll it'll, it'll either be happening in. Um, I guess Helm is in which era? Technically, it's. I mean, it's in Succession Special Wars. Wars. Um, and it'll either be that or in Civil War. I guess is the other one that maybe yeah. we'll see. Maybe. So we'll there, see. yeah. Uh, so that should be another fun one where it's another campaign where it'll take you know all of Saturday and, and a uh, a good amount of Sunday to get through it. But again, it'll be your team versus the other team, and uh, it's a lot of fun. The other thing is that you can choose to do is also BattleTech Escalation. So it'll, uh, uh, anyone that chooses BattleTech Escalation because it's that combination of Solaris, Classic BattleTech, and Alpha Strike. You're all going to be thrown together, um, and you can choose that from either of these all-weekend tickets. So that's kind of the basic information. There will be more forthcoming. Um, uh, I mean, it's still pretty far out, (laughs) to be honest. Uh, So that's why things are kind of basic. Um, But within the next couple months, we should have player packets all prepped up um and pronto for everyone to look at and argue at and throw mud in my face or something but uh to be honest lvo will be much will be more organized this year and will be well supported um one way or another and we hope to see it there you can already start buying tickets for uh, lvo 2024 and hope to see you all out there for a lot of fun i do have a question i know it's early hit me but is catalyst gonna have a fucking booth that i cannot speak to um it's it's kind of debatable it's not a it's, it's not a slam dunk i mean sure. it's fair i'll say that i know so the, i know I, they're busy uh, i'm not certain there will be one there um i was a little salty yeah yeah and it's so they can only support so many is i think is the issue so. and and i know and i get that i was just I'm a, i was a little salty and and, and maybe still am that the first convention I ever fucking go to, they don't have a booth at. And I was I was sad about it. But I still had a great yeah. time at LVO uh, 23. Yeah. Um, the Wolfnet tournament was great. The doubles tournament was great. Um, and if since I know the, the, the trusty Matt, who can <laughs> not... Who, who leads everything... Beautifully, I trust Matt. I trust Matt. Oh, I We're trust gonna make Matt. t-shirts. I trust Matt, <laughs> and then <laughs> and uh, Bourbon's gonna be there too, in charge yep. of some yep. shit. And Wolfnet, uh, I might have to go back. I I didn't plan on going back to LVO, but I might have to now um, because it already sounds way better than it was this year. So, uh, yeah. Definitely concur. Everyone keep your eyes out on details for LVO 24. Should be lit. It'll be fun. And, and uh, not only, you know, uh, with the official things, but I really hope to kind of organize things even on the social side so that we've got kind of, you know, podcast or meet up and come meet all the all the people and, you know, whatever, just to, just to kind of make it more of a real community and really show off the, the game as well. So should be a good time, guys. Uh, you know, everyone that's listening. So, yeah, come and have fun. It's awesome, man. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Matt, the uh, the one note we talked about 
way earlier yeah. uh, in the recording. Um, you have access to that. So yeah, yeah. if you want to create a tab for LVO and put all of your resources and everything into that, by all means. I probably I probably will uh, do so as things come yeah. out and they're they're kind of being worked on by other demo suites as well. So uh, check the one note. Yeah. I just want to throw out there before we move on that uh dip the tip. Oh, Let's yeah. do it Valhalla Club Wednesday nights. Uh and then Thursday nights in the Colorado Discord will be another dip to the tip going on for those guys. Oh, so I like that idea. If you can make both, go for it. And if you can only make one, just show up and and no we're we're generally planning to start at six o'clock uh, mountain time, but you know, if you show up later, that's cool. Just people just hop in, hop out all night. We talk about what we're painting, or we watch or make fun of Dave <laughs> playing uh, MechWarrior Five poorly. Uh, He's not good, but or or when he crashes a, a Mustang, a yeah. P fifty one Mustang into the ground because yeah. he's a horrible pilot. Mostly, it's paint while you make fun of Dave's <laughs> video gaming. <laughs> I approve. <laughs> I approve. <laughs> Poor Dave's not even here to defend himself. Yeah, that's what happens, man. <laughs> that's what makes it so much better. <laughs> the whole time we're doing this, the the second Grand Melee, which didn't feed into a tournament. And he's like, I'm just here to kill Mike. I'm like, there's a lot of other people on the table. He's like, nope, I'm just here to kill you. <laughs> I'm like, Okay then, I'm I'm at least gonna make it somewhat difficult because fuck right. you, bro. <laughs> oh, man. So crash into the ground right. in your P51 Mustang. You can't fly, bitch. <laughs> I need to get yeah. you guys playing real simulators and not War Thunder. There's a lot of anger. I would that. love to play a real simulator, please. I right. I, I have a sudden need. <laughs> Come on, man. Need for simulating. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, I think this is leading in perfectly to our shout outs uh, <laughs> on that note. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Dave. Go fuck yourself. Dave. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> to be fair, he probably knew it was coming, man. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Uh, Mike, who you shout out this week? All right, my shout-outs for this month are Randy, Braden, Greg, Rick, you fine ass, oh. Josh, Dusty, and everyone else that has piped up. Uh, there's been a lot of folks in the newly created Colorado Solaire 7 League uh, chat given their insights and input and expertise and lessons learned. I appreciate all of it. Uh, it was an idea... And you guys fucking ran with it. Uh, I need to compile all of this shit. And it's a lot. And to a word doc, uh, I know we're planning on, at some point, relatively soon, to be determined. Uh, hop into a voice chat and try and iron some of this shit out. But, no, I, I just appreciate all of the ideas, all of the assistance, all of the help. It, like I said, it was an idea. As we all know, some ideas can be bad, <laughs> but apparently this one wasn't, and uh, y'all ran with it, and I want to see this blow up into some awesome shit. So thank all of you for your input, and I look forward to polishing 
this product and getting it out to the masses and getting the show on the road. So that's shout outs for me. The one thing I know about Mike, he loves polishing. Oh, geez. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> Once he said it. I didn't do, man. Did. Why did you guys put John in charge? <laughs> <laughs> it was his turn. Because they're dumber was, than me. We all lost initiative. It was past He hasn't ran anything since 1.5. Forced upon us. Uh, yeah. Foisted. We all lost initiative. <laughs> all right, Ben. How about you? Tell me what your shout outs are. Uh, my shout outs this month go to uh, NC Kestrel over on the WolfNet Discord. He's been he's been the rock of reality that we all fall upon when we start talking rules for Alpha Strike. So uh, I've, I've just been watching him explain some things to a lot of people over the last few weeks, and uh, he's he's really kept a cool head about it and so uh shit kudos to you man um my other shout outs to the sarna team um doing a lot of research for some writing stuff i'm doing and i've been down a long dark rabbit hole for for, for a That's couple of weeks for everybody yeah. I, mean, I mean i go on sarna deep dives on like mechs and units and stuff but Ben's over here, like, researching different continents of Solaris 7. <laughs> like, I mean, you, you start down a path, and you're finding out who somebody was married to and what they did. And then, you know, you're like, what battle was that? And then you're you're in that battle, and it's... it's Next yeah. thing you know, you're finding out what sort of uh, geography and uh, geological layers are in a made-up oh. world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so shout-out to the Sarna team, man. They're they're, nice. they're they're doing some they're doing God's work over there. <laughs> yeah, the Ilkhan's work, keeping the writers' wiki going, as Rick would say. Just give me starting places, man. That's just that's not my my sources, but uh, it gives me a place to go and find where I need to go, kind of thing. So. <laughs> nice. That's How about all you, Rick, our guest. Uh, I mean, I have to echo Ben. NC Kestrel is awesome. Anytime anyone comes up with He's a cool question. Dude. Like I always feel like when he starts typing and I see him start typing, like, oh no, I've either really bothered him or he's gonna be super helpful. But I think he's just super helpful. Um but also um shout out to you guys having me back on the show. I mean, that's cool. Woo-woo! And everyone else who's shout out to everyone who's been showing up to uh the dip your tips because they're they're pretty fun. And people are painting stuff and that's pretty cool. Tips have been Ooh, dipped. Nice. Yep, uh, look at the yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Dits are being tipped. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I mean, it was what two months ago, Rick, when me and you popped up in the WolfNet chat about our suggestions. Oh, uh, the aerospace for, stuff. Aerospace stuff, yeah. and he was really receptive. Uh, yeah. Kestrel was, and. He like he mentioned like I just haven't had a lot of feedback on aerospace stuff, so that's why there's been no errata to uh, aerospace rules. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, well we have ideas, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he was really receptive to it. So uh, yeah, definitely second and third NC Kestrel. Uh, you're the peep. Well, no, can't say that. No, you're just the best. Uh-oh. He's the best. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> 
Ben knew what I almost said. It's a whole other dude. A whole other dude. All right. Good job, Mike. And how about you, Matt? How about your shots? It was actually Rick, but I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm oh. going to shout out um, Guesty because he is doing some good work with his YouTube stuff, especially in, in conjunction with Pirate. But justy has um, been uh, doing a good job and he's a good guy. And uh, I appreciate how he's kind of uh, he's always promoting Battletech, MRC, Mega Mech, all those. Jesty now yeah. has his own One channel more. and booth. Yeah. In the Valhalla awesome. Club. And he Go fully on. deserves it. Working, working hard. Um, one more. I don't, I don't see. I don't even know who to who to actually address this to. But whoever was the person that drew this cover for the Mechagodzilla, <laughs> thank you because because now oh. all I see on this is David with the Fed Sons hat. And Mike staring intently at his uh, his uh, hunchback oh, being destroyed, fuck. and uh, <laughs> and there's John in the back with his little Krita badge, just staring like half drunk, <laughs> just like oh, over. This is awesome. Uh, Thank you, whoever did this, and geez. that's that. I'll leave it at that. I feel All right, John. Your shout out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's awesome. Well, I'm just gonna give a shout out to the Hobbytown Westminster crew because uh, you're the guys I play with the most, and uh, it's awesome. I always like sitting down and getting a game going on. So shout out to John, OG John, yeah, because I'm you're young OG John. John. I'm gonna shout yeah, out myself. Yeah, <laughs> Max G, uh, Greg, Dusty, Braden, Ben, uh oh, Tom, Jeremy, stretching. How's your uh, memory, bro? I'm nine deep, and that's not even like halfway through the list. But the rest of you, you're just as important. I Aren't you usually nine deep? Uh, <laughs> uh, man, you set it up. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you slipped out and ride. Don't, don't be that person. Your nickname was Don't Be That Guy. Uh, that's <laughs> true. Hey, man, you started this shit. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Well, anyways, I've had too many drinks to, to deal with your shit right now. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I that's guess what the Valhalla Club is all about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Woo! Ending in a blaze of fire and a train derailment. Ugh. Here we go. Right, yes. This will be yeah. a fun edit. Yeah. Yeah. Don't <laughs> you worry about that, Mike. I think uh, I think that's last call for some folks. Uh, that yeah, might be last, last call. call. Last call. Thanks everybody. Last call. Thanks for joining us today in the Valhalla Club. Special thanks to our sponsor, Ares Games and Miniatures. Ares is the premier online retailer for all your Battletech needs. You can contact us at the Valhalla Club at Outlook.com. If you are in Colorado, please join your local community group on Facebook and Discord. If you are able to help support your local Colorado Battletech community, subscribe on Patreon to Colorado Battletech. This Patreon account is used to supply prize support for local events and assist in venue costs. Links for the Valhalla Club Discord, the Colorado Battletech Patreon, and Facebook group are in the show notes. Until next time, Nick fans.
by the way, guys, I've been thinking about this new tour idea where we all go to see the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really safe out I'm, here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm building the ship right now in my backyard. <laughs> yeah. You got any extra PlayStation controllers? Oh, man. No, I used them all up. <laughs> the best oh. I could do was GameCube. Oh, I got you, bro. I'll take it even worse, a Nintendo 64 controller. That would that yeah. has more controls than that Logitech controller. No, you you need the initial the original Nintendo. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like four buttons. A D pad. Someone uh, can only go in four directions. Up, down, left, right, left, right, up, down. It's <laughs> a cheat code. Uh, I want you guys to correct me. I want you to look back at this picture. I'm I'm enthralled with this picture now. Um <laughs> <laughs> the, the Mech Warriors Guide to Slayer 7 and there in the middle in the back is like this this woman pulling this dude down and in her other hand does she not have a gun? That's probably what he wants her to think. Wait, wait, wait. Mech Warrior Guide to what? To clans or to Slayer 7? She's a good photo of it. So like I'm looking at it on eBay and it lets you zoom in on the cover. It's pretty good. Oh, eBay. Alright, I'm going to go to yeah, eBay. Try that. Uh yeah, it looks like she's about to shoot that dude in the face. She's gonna yeah. She's trying to Whoa. shoot Man, all the stories in this one. Yeah. Why is this dude in the left look so <laughs> <laughs> so much like Dave? Yeah, he, he's pretty suspect <laughs> with his uh other regions there. Uh, all right, I gotta bounce. Ripped in this though. Holy moly! No one skips. See you, Ben. I'm gonna catch yeah. you guys later. Later. Uh, later, Ben. This is going on like, far too long. I do like, <laughs> I do like uh, the Kiritan kind of like, uh, uh, oh my him. God, not Javier Bardem, but... Um, the guy in the back, on the back right behind the... Who's the guy from uh, Sicario? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Del Toro? Or uh, Josh uh, Nolan? No, talking about the Hispanic, Hispanic the, guy. Yeah. Del Toro? I know yeah, oh, it's like it's like they put nah. Del Toro in yellow face. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> I love. Yeah, that. I see it. I see it. Yeah, but wait, who's getting a gun pull? Oh, yeah, there's like a chick. Like he's about to like. He thinks she's gonna yeah. get some action. And, uh, rubbing her, like, her legs, and she's like about to Han Solo him. Exactly. Gun. Yeah. Man. Why is he scratching his dick in the back left? Did we talk about that? Back left. The oh, guy who like leaned against the stairs. Oh, oh yeah, no, that's crabs. that's when we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Damn, dude, the chick coming down the stairs has like really defined quads. Holy moly! I feel like Look everyone in uh, the BattleTech universe is just a fitness Ripped. model. Roided <laughs> up. Oh. Is that like a ghost? Okay, is there I gotta a stop ghost looking man? at this. Who, why is there a blue person? Hold on. I think so, it's like, a picture. The wall through the light, oh. I think, is what they're okay. trying to do. Like Ghostman, Ghostman is screaming, yeah. And then the big bad bald guy looks like a villain from like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think me. he's an elemental, he's got the Jade Falcon. Oh, yeah, do the clans get to Slayer? I feel don't, like the thing they'd be interested in, though. I think I they do because it's like it's really deep down. Well, I think the guy scratching his nuts is. Nova Cat? I'm trying to look at his emblem on his shirt. Yeah, what's what's there, the emblem? There is, is some uh, diamond shark. The dude that's going to get blasted. There's some clan warriors that end up on in in the arenas. 
the Fed yep. Suns guy and the Cappy looking that fucking like <laughs> <laughs> like the caption should be like when she, like when the job asks you to read or something like that. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <"Yeah." laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> this, is, this is truly incredible. I, you know really? what's It's got the, the Dark Age Mech Warrior logo. Like, how this book can't be super 80s ancient. No, it got to be like late 90s, early 2000s. Look of it. So that's the same logo they used on like Clicky Tech. Yeah, that's that's the same WizKids logo for Clicky Tech. Yep. I mean, it's got the Fasa oh, logo, so I guess it's before, like, slightly before, but. We could just get the logo or something. I do like that the elemental flipping the table and like the one dude smoking his cigarette isn't even like disturbed. Like he's just rotated ninety degrees. So, <laughs> like, so to answer your question earlier, uh, there there were various clan uh, gladiator pilots essentially in Slayer Seven, and there is also at least one official canon clan stable. On Solaris Seven, and it is the Zelbriggan Stables. Really? It is a clan-operated Solaris Seven stable. Um, it was founded in uh, 30s. Uh, fuck, where is it? Well, um, I mean, I feel like the clans would love Solaris. Yeah, that'd be like their thing, yeah. right? Zelbriggan Stables was formed by disgruntled clan Jade Falcon warriors from their embassy based on Cathay section of Solaris City. So, yeah, there's at least one clan stable, like 100%. You think yeah, they used to me. do matches with, like, elementals against next? I still don't understand how that can oh, be, like, done in a trial. I can see that. Like, what fucking elemental would be like, yeah, I'm going to go against your mech? It's like, what? Uh, the stable was formed in 3062, so that is right Civil at the War. cusp of Civil War. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I learned. I learned one I'm thing here for today. y'all. Oh wait, Rick. So can we have dip the tip and uh, I don't know something penis related? So like two different names for the two different events. Yeah, yeah. All right. Dip the tip. Rub the shaft. Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> that one's just explicit. Actually, it's a, clever about that one. Just dip the tip. <laughs> Caress the. I don't know. If anything, I would probably have it as dip the tip because that's what we branded it as at this point on the podcast server. And then for the Colorado server, you just have it as paint night. I don't know. (laughs) It's just a curiosity. Can you guys hear my cat screaming in the background? Nope. Would you stop the throttling if we could? (laughs) I wish, man. I really do. He's my wife's cat and. Anyways, but like when we get home from being away, he just runs around the house screaming. It takes him like eight hours to get it out of his system. Uh, when I drove down here from Anchorage, I had the cats with me in the cab of the U-Haul. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> we had them in a dog crate uh, with yep. disposable um, uh, litter liners type things, mm-hmm. um, and they screamed the entire four thousand mile trip. And every time they would finally settle down and like go to sleep, not even 20 minutes later, we had to stop for gas and that woke them up every time. So, <laughs> so you, I had screaming, screaming crack cats for 4,000 like, miles. Could you replicate the sound so that we... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When, yeah. when I made that journey with my three cats, 
uh, I had a similar situation, except I didn't give him yeah. litter unless we were in the hotel. But uh, the one would just scream until I let him out, and <laughs> he would just sleep in my lap as we drove. That's good. It was great. It was great until oh, we geez. hit a deer in the middle of Canada, and the cat oh, went buddy. Like, flying onto the windshield. Uh, <laughs> oh fuck uh, no! Yeah, he survived. He <laughs> Poor kitties. Mike, I just want to let you know yeah, that you me. can say thank you and at any time for the post-run <laughs> bloopers. That was what the cat voice was. So, yeah, yeah, I, I wanted to to put in basically uh, an episode preview so people kind of know what's coming their way, coming down their throats, so to speak. And then I'll, I'll Did you just say what's seven, coming down we'll their throats. In. Is that, that what I just heard? He's Navy man. He's expression. used to having shit in his throat. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. Yeah. Why they give me oh my! <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, it's like when I volunteered as a community leader. You know, I'd be like, "Yeah, all right. Here's the plan of the day. This is what's coming down our throats today." You know what I mean? Cool. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that expression. Yeah, it's weird. 